And we are back. Welcome to season three of One Time for the Fan. I am your host, Jack Spade. Man, feels so good to be back talking about the Atlanta Falcons. I haven't recorded a podcast for One Time for the Fan in almost two years since the pandemic situation went down and so forth. And of course, you know, we're still going through it now, but uh, at that time, um, you know, a lot of things were going on in my life and I decided to uh, take a little step away from uh, the podcast, but we back. You know how it's going to go down. You already know what's going to happen, man. We love our Atlanta Falcons and this podcast right here, this platform right here has uh, done great things already. And uh, we're going to continue to uh, raise the bar here at one time for the fan. Season three, we have so much going on this season. So much going on. So much been going on with the Falcons in the offseason, too, as well. We have to talk about. Uh, but this little quick show uh, right here is just to let you guys know what is going on uh, with one time for the fan coming up. Um, we have a draft show coming up on Thursday. April the 28th. Uh, you can find uh, some more information on my One Time for the Fan Facebook page. Um, I'll also be posting some information on Twitter too as well. But uh, this Thursday, April 28th, me, your boy, Jack Spade, got the One Time for the Fan draft show and live podcast. And I got some friends with me. Yeah. Of course, you know, in the past, I didn't have a co-host, but uh, this season, things have changed. And uh, got some friends who's going to be stepping in to help out doing some co-hosting. We'll be speaking with a lot more Falcon fans this season. Home, away games. You already know one time for the fans going to be there. But more details on this, 7.30 this Thursday, April 28th. One Time for the Fan, Draft Show, and Live Podcast. You can find it on uh, my Facebook page, One Time for the Fan. You can also find it on the Rise Up Tour Facebook page. You can also find it on Falcons Ultra Fan Universe Facebook page, too, as well. It'll also be posted on YouTube. It'll also be posted on Twitter. I'll post all the details um, on all my social media accounts. You guys can go ahead and find out uh, more about this draft show and podcast coming up for this thursday the falcons been busy since the last time we talked of course you know what's been going on with the uh seasons that we had it wasn't too good um but as the team the atlanta falcons they've been busy and when i mean busy i mean oh man Matt Ryan's not here no more, folks. You already know our day one, Matt Ryan, man. That was the guy. You know what I'm saying? That was our guy, man. And you know me, I was a big Matt Ryan fan. But Matt Ryan is gone. He's off the Indy. And coming up this season, especially next episode, we got a lot to talk about with the Atlanta Falcons. So many offseason moves they've made already this season. So many free agents they're bringing in. A lot of one-year deals, a lot of two-year deals. A couple familiar faces that a lot of fans know about. 
couple other players that fans had to use Google. Find out who these guys are. But overall, they're players in the NFL. And if Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot, Dean Pease, the coaching staff, everybody, if they if they if they see something in these players, they're gonna bring them in. You know, they're gonna try to do the best they can to win some games. Which I'm hearing a lot of people saying the Falcons are gonna tank this year. I don't think the Falcons are gonna tank. I think the Falcons are gonna try to do the best they can to put some players out there on the field to get the job done. We got so much to talk about this season on One Time for the Fan. So much from the offseason moves that's been made already, the draft this Thursday night. Who are the Falcons going to select? It's a lot of names being tossed around right now. A lot of mock drafts. I'm sitting here watching NFL Network right now. A lot of mock drafts going on. Look at Twitter. Look at social media. Everybody's talking. This is a this is a draft that you have to you have to nail. You know, this is the first time we're going through a draft. We don't have, you know, Matt Ryan's not there. We we have to now look at a quarterback. We ain't got no wide receivers right now. I mean, we got some, but you know, we need you know we need, we need some we need some wide receiver ones out there. What are the Falcons gonna do? You know, a lot of changes going on. Grady Jarrett, his contract. Falcons haven't made a decision on that as yet. You look around, you see Denzel Ward just got paid. You know AJ, you know it's come, you know it's that time for AJ to get that money. You got so much to talk about this season on one time for the fan. I feel it feels good to be back. Feels good to be back, and you already know home or away games where I'm at. Shout out to the Rise Up Tour. But yeah, this Thursday, one time for the fan live show. StreamYard, we're going to be using the StreamYard site, posting it everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Shout out to all the other podcasts and, and shows and things that's going to be going on during draft night. I know a lot of other Falcon fans are doing some things too as well. We got the Mercedes-Benz Stadium live uh, live draft going on, the draft party. You know, We'll be talking to some Falcon fans down there. The draft going on in Las Vegas. Got the Falconator on the show. Got my boy Thomas on the show from Las Vegas. You know, Falconator, he's on the floor of the draft. So when that pick is made, we're going to do our best. Uh, I, I, right now, it's soon, you know, I'm trying to get him in. As soon as the pick is made, we go ahead and get him in on the show on Thursday. But we got some people coming through. Got my boy Buster Burns coming through. Longtime Atlanta Falcon fan. Buster Burns. You know what I'm saying? This season's going to be loaded up now. Got my co-host with me. At Boo Man Shouty. At Bodie 3000. At underscore Dez Dollars. Man, come on. It's going down this season at one time for the fan. I hope y'all going to be ready for this. But once again, man, the Atlanta Falcons have been making some moves this offseason. Just want to bring over, just, just want to talk about some of the names they, they've, they've brought into camp. Some of the names they're bringing in now. Got defensive tackle Vincent Taylor. 
tight end Anthony Fersker. Ferkster. How you say it? You know what I'm saying? Linebacker Rashawn Evans. Safety Dean Marlowe. Wide receiver Auden Tate. We re-signed Quadri. We re-signed Eric Harris. No Matt, the big one of the biggest moves. No Matt Ryan. So who's your quarterback? The same day Matt Ryan was traded, we heard news about Marcus Mariota coming in as the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. And you know me, I support the team. And I was a diehard Matt Ryan guy, you know? But I understand the business. I understand the organization. I know how this works. It's going to be that time when, you know, the quarterback has to, you know, has to go on, has to move on. Either you're going to retire, going to get traded to a different team. You know, I, I'm, I'm I'm just glad he he's going to a team that's, you know, ready to, you know, probably make that next step to get to the playoffs. Good offensive line, good defense, number one running back in the league. I'm proud of Matt for what he's done. But we have so much to talk about this season on one time for the fan. We brought back Isaiah Oliver. Running back Damian Williams. Super Bowl champion Damian Williams. Casey Hayward, cornerback. So now you, so now you got A.J. Terrell, top 10 cornerback, top 5 cornerback, and then you got Casey Hayward now. Two-year deal. That's a top 10 cornerback. You have two top 10 cornerbacks on your team right now. Oh, man, it's about to get crazy out here, man. So much to talk about. The draft is this Thursday night. That's the biggest thing right now on the table coming up for the Falcons this week is the draft. Who are they going to select? Falcon fans, who do y'all want? Look at, your, look at your roster. I hear fans saying Kyle Hamilton, we need a safety. I hear fans saying Sauce Gardner, sauce it up. Cornerback. I hear fans saying John, uh, Jordan Davis from Georgia. And you know me, I'm a Georgia fan too now. So I'm with it. But I also know from looking at this depth chart so far, I don't know what's going on in the front office with the organization. Where of course, you know, whatever moves they make going forward, I support it. I support the team. But you can't go into this season with possibly John Kaminsky and Nick Thurman on the edge. Or however they're going to swap it around with Marlon Davidson or whatever they're about to do. I love the scheme. I love what Dean Pease is doing. I love what the defense and coaching staff is doing. But they got some players in this draft. We need to we need to get to the quarterback. You understand? We need a pass rush. And there's a couple players in this draft who I'm hearing could be a Falcon on Thursday night with the eighth pick. If Kayvon Thibodeau is at eight. Gotta go get him. Now, I support any decision the Falcons make on, on Thursday night. 
if they go wide receiver, yeah, I know. We need another wide receiver. We need a wide receiver one in here. I understand. The Calvin Ridley situation, we're going to talk about that. What in the, man, let me not even get started on that Calvin Ridley situation. But we need a wide receiver one in the building. Auden Tate's here for, I think it's a one-year deal. Damian Bird as well, one-year deal. Hodge, Kadero Hodge, I think they signed as another one-year deal. I understand, you know, everybody's playing for that. There's a lot of players playing for that starting spot. But if they go wide receiver one at eight, you know, they go get buddy from Ohio State. It is what it is. I support the team. But you can't go wide receiver at eight and you still got Thibodeau or Walker or even Jermaine Johnson still on the board. Just can't. But once again, I, I trust what the organization is doing. You feel what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a diehard Atlanta Falcon fan. I'm a season ticket holder, man. A PSL holder. I've been doing this for years. Traveling with the team. You know what I'm saying? As, as many away games as I can. Home games too as well. Atlanta Falcons is 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 when that when that fall season come around. Oh man, come on, man. It's football time, man. You know, we still support Atlanta United, the Hawks, the Braves. Shout out to the Braves on the on, on the championship. You know, a lot has been going on since we we last recorded. Shout out to the dogs, them Georgia Bulldogs on their national championship. You know? But even though you didn't hear the podcast, just know Jack Spade was still there. Home or away. You know what I'm saying? We just bringing back the platform. On a better level. Trying to get to the bigger scale. You feel I me? Mean? But this is this is where we at, folks. The Atlanta Falcons. It's, it's a lot going on. The old regime is out. The players that you knew and you grew up with the past, you know, uh, 10, 11 players, some 10, 11 years, some of them, they out. Matt Ryan's not here. Calvin really, I don't know what going on with that. Julio Jones, not here. They got to make a decision with Grady soon. They got to make a decision with, with Debo soon. AJ Terrell. I'm, you got to pay this man soon. He's becoming a top three cornerback. Probably one of the most liked Falcons right now on the team. I understand they said it wasn't a rebuild. It's looking like a rebuild. You know? I'm, I'm looking at a mock draft right now in front of me. Tackle Evan Neal from Alabama. Uh, that's Schrager from NFL Network. His mock draft. What what are we going to do on Thursday night, folks? And don't forget about Friday. Don't forget about Saturday. Day two, day three. One time for the fan. Going to cover it on our Facebook page. One time for the fans. Going to be on YouTube. We're going to cover it. We're going to get some fans in here, too, as well. We're going to speak to them. Once again, got my boy Thomas from the Rise Up Tour. Long time Atlanta Falcon fan. Everybody we talking to is Falcon fans out here, man. I want to know what y'all thinking. I want to know y'all thoughts. 
You know what I'm saying? That's what one time for the fan is about. I want to, I want to talk to the fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? Got my boy Buster Burns checking in from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium draft party. He going to be on the show Thursday night. My boy the Falconator is going to be on the show Thursday night from Las Vegas and Thomas in Vegas. Man, we everywhere. You feel me? This show is about the fan, man. The fans of the Atlanta Falcons, man. One time for the fan. Tuesday, I got my boy Chris Barnes. Got my boy Richie Weaver. My boy Jabri Harper. Anthony House. The list keeps going. Day three, we, 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 we stacked. Once again, 7.30. This Thursday, the Rise Up Tour Facebook group. One time for the fan Facebook group. Falcons Ultra Fan Universe Facebook group. Twitter, one time, the number four, one time for the fan on Twitter. You want to reach me on, 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 on the email? One time for the fan at gmail.com. Or one time at for the fan.net. Facebook. One time for the fan. Hit that like button. YouTube. We start we starting off on Thursday. We subscribing. We getting subscribers on Thursday. Pull up. There's one time for the fan, man. We lit. We're gonna have a couple drinks. We're gonna talk Falcons football. Hashtag we talking Falcons football. You already know what it is. We talking Falcons football. We lit this season. Don't forget about the schedule release coming up. May 12th. You know we're doing a live show for that. You know what it is when the Falcons put their schedule release out. Home or away, we there. And we got some away games this season. Cincinnati. Baltimore. Uh, L.A. Seattle. We're heading down to Stinky Town. And we broadcast it everywhere, man. One time for the fan is on a much better platform now. The way we operate. Shout out to the co-host checking in on Thursday. On Instagram. At Boo Man Shouted. At Bodie. B-O-D-E-E. 3000. Bodie 3000 in the building. Shout out Bodie. At underscore Dez. With a Z. Dollars. A-Z at the end. Underscore. D-E-Z. D-O-L-L-A-Z. Shout out my boy Dez Dollars. In the building. Thursday. Who the Falcons going to draft? Man, we lit, man. I don't want to take up too much of y'all time. This is a little quick show just to get it out there, let y'all know what's going on. But one time for the fans there this season, we speaking to a lot of folks, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't know who's going to be on the show. But I guarantee you, man, we done already, man, we done already planned this thing on out. You know what I'm saying? So grab a drink. Pull up Thursday. Draft night. Show starts at 7.30. Can't miss it. You can watch the NFL draft. You can watch the draft. We watching the draft. And we talking about what's going on with the draft. We talking about what's going on with the Atlanta Falcons. So tune in. We lit lit. One time for Atlanta. One time for Atlanta Falcons. One time for Bodie. 3,000. 
One time for Boo Man Shout It. One time for Dez Dollars. One time for everybody out there listening to the stream right now. One time for the fans. And we are back with another episode of One Time for the Fan podcast, season three, episode two. I am your host, Jack Spade. And before we get started, I just want to go ahead and say thank you and a big salute to everybody who uh, came by and showed support uh, for the One Time for the Fan live draft show that we did on uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, covering uh, all three days of the Atlanta Falcons draft. Um, Of course, you know, uh, the NFL draft was a couple days ago, and uh, our Atlanta Falcons, I must say, did a very good job in the draft. Uh, But we'll get to that shortly. But yeah, big thank you to everybody who came out and showed support. Um, shout out to the co-host at Boo Man Shouted on Instagram at Bodie uh, three thousand on Instagram, and of course at Dez Dollars um, on Instagram. But <clears throat> shout out to the guests that came by, everybody that was in the chat, everybody was in the comments. Um, Thomas Scott checking in from Vegas. Uh, we were supposed to get the Falconator on from Vegas, but we had some. Uh, some technical difficulties with the communication because he was on the floor in Vegas. Um, so it was kind of difficult to get him on. But he will be on uh, one of our weekly shows that we have coming up um, this season with One Time for the Fan. You see that? Got got a weekly show coming up. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot going on with One Time for the Fan uh, from here on out. But uh, shout out to Buster Burns too as well, who stopped by and uh, talked about the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he also was on the stream with us, uh, bringing in a couple picks with the Atlanta Falcons. So it was good to get his advice and good to get his, you know, his knowledge of uh, what he thinks the Atlanta Falcons are doing. Um, shout out to Jabri Harper as well for stopping by uh, for the for the for the one time for the fan uh, draft show. It was an amazing time, man. We covered all three days of the Atlanta Falcons um, for the NFL draft. And everything's on YouTube. Everything's on the One Time for the Fan YouTube channel. But I will let you know right now, um, it was serious. You know, we love our Atlanta Falcons. And, uh, of course, we're going to be there to try to cover everything we can. But just to go over, to start from the beginning, I mean, day one on Thursday, uh, it was three hours and 11 minutes for the draft show. Uh, Day two, we broke that record. And we went for three hours and 50 minutes. And this is only just covering the Atlanta Falcons. You know, we uh, uh, turned on the show, um, pretty much turned on the podcast or the, the draft show when the draft started. And when the draft was over for the Falcons of, you know, whatever pick they had uh, for that round, whenever the day was done, then we ended the show. But uh, yeah, three hours and 50 minutes on day two. And then day three, randomly have no idea why the NFL just took so long doing that. But it was five hours and 16 minutes um, for the Falcons to select pretty much three picks. Uh, But those three picks are going to be some real crucial pieces to our uh, NFL, to our (laughs) Super Bowl trophy that we're going for uh, this year. So Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot, Mr. Blank, everybody, they did a great job. Um, selecting this draft class. 
But uh, before we get into that, once again, yeah, thank you to everybody who showed up. We have another live show. Um, it's going to be coming up uh, this week. So I'll be looking on the One Time for the Fan um, Facebook page for that. Um, also, we have a live show May the 12th for the NFL schedule release. And you know that's going to be a fun time because uh, the Rise Up Tour will be involved with that show too as well. We'll get some more guests on that show. Um, we love traveling with our Atlanta Falcons. Home games, you know we're there. Um, away games, oh, you know we're there. So it's always fun to visit uh, other people's cities and uh, pretty much take over the town, as they say. But getting into this NFL draft, it was a lot going on before the draft. You didn't know who the Falcons were going to select. Um, a lot of fans had said it was going to be Malik Willis. Um, some fans said it was going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. A lot of fans said it could be Drake London. A couple fans said, um, you know, it could even be Evan Neal, you know, the tackle. So a lot of fans were throwing out their opinions and views of what the Falcons might do um, at number eight. They Some fans said they might trade back, you know. Um, there was a lot of needs that needed to be filled on this offense and defense, uh, looking at the depth chart and looking at the roster and so forth. And Terry was right when he went in there and he said, uh, best player available. Um, and that's why I tell people just trust the process, you know, just trust the process. Um, round one, surprisingly, the Atlanta Falcons and people thought they were going to go get a pass rusher. You know, even I thought I was going to get it. They're going to go get a pass rusher. I mean, I've talked to some of my friends, uh, talked to a lot of people in the media that, you know, is really close and some experts with this. And they, they were given their opinion of who they think the Falcons might take. Of course, you've seen what was going on with uh, NFL Network and ESPN and some of those other networks um, of what they're saying. What they, what they were saying that the Falcons were going to take. Um, it, it, it didn't really surprise me uh, after we, we, we had our little conversation in the group uh, for one time for the fan. We talked defense so much because we know that the pass rush was a position that the Falcons uh, definitely need to go get after. The edge, man, that edge rusher is, is, is a big deal with Atlanta. We need to get somebody in here to get after it. Um, it's been a while since we had a, a decent pass rusher. So I thought they was going to use the number eight pick and go get a pass rusher. Um, some of my other friends went up and said straight up, nah, man, they're going wide receiver. Falcons are going to Falcon and they're going to go get a wide receiver. And uh, sure enough, they did. And I knew about who the wide receiver was because, of course, there was talk um, going on for a while now of who the wide receiver could be. So uh, watching some of the tape. And some of the film of some of these players who the wide receiver could take. I had a lot of people on my board, you know what I'm saying, on, on my little draft board. So I kind of figured, okay, if the Falcons do take a wide receiver and it does happen, well, let's let it be a good one, you know. And sure enough, it was a good one. Um, Drake London from USC uh, was the Falcons' first pick uh, in the NFL draft for round number one, pick number eight. And I have no problem with it. I don't have a problem with it at all. I think this is a decent pick. Um, this is pretty much your franchise wide receiver. And 
looking at his tape, looking at his 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 film coming out of USC, he's nice. You feel me? Like he's a really good player. Um we'll talk more about it on our uh live show this week. Um of course with the co-host uh Bodie 3000, he'll be in there. I believe Boo Man Shaw and Des Dallas will probably be in there too as well. But Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year, 2021. I mean, first team All-Pac-12 as well. Uh, 2020, second team All-Pac-12. But come on, the numbers are right there. I mean, he was injured um, 2021, but he went crazy that year. And who knows what he could have done if he wasn't injured. Um, But yeah, this guy right here is an amazing wide receiver. Uh, Looking at some of his... His film, I mean, he he gets after it. Like he told the media, just put the ball up and I'm going to go get it. And I think Falcons need to really look at this pick. And I know they was upset because, well, some of them were upset, not everybody. Uh, So I'm talking to y'all, the ones that were upset. This pick is nice for what the Falcons want to do going forward about stretching the ball down the field, moving the chains, uh, getting big physical wide receivers in there. Uh, We'll go over that more this week on the uh, live show, but I mean, I keep telling people, I mean, you have a six four six five Drake London, uh, you have a six six Kyle Pitts, you know, you have a six five Auden Tate, you know, you got the speedy Damian Bird, you know, wherever Cordero Hodge and, uh, and OZ fit in with Frank Darby, um, it, if I miss somebody, I'm sorry, but you know, I mean, Patterson too as well, but this is really going to make the offense a, a a whole lot better, you know? And just remember what happened last season with the Atlanta Falcons. We were one game away, you know? So the red zone is a big thing that they wanted to fix. And when Terry said best player available, and we see that they went with Drake London um, with the number eight pick, it, it hit me like, hey, we about to move this ball down the field. We're going to score some touchdowns. I mean... Marcus Mariota is a decent quarterback. Do not get me wrong. He is a really good quarterback. And he's going to have to, he's going to get a chance this season to prove himself. Um, and of course, for Falcon fans, that means that these players are going to go hard. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to sit there and bring in these players and do all this in the offseason and go to practice and training camp to tank. Like, no way, man. Arthur Smith, we were one game away last season from the playoffs with a roster that people thought wasn't even good enough to reach the playoffs you know and sure enough we pulled some games out and we got some wins and that buffalo game was was a thing that really sucked because i swear i keep telling people man if that game was in atlanta i mean that would have been a different story coming out of halftime uh even though the bills are they were a good team i mean definitely i ain't gonna get them wrong but yeah the falcons you probably could have won that game if it was in atlanta um the, the weather conditions wasn't that great and it got even worse coming out in the second half. But, you know, it is what it is. We move on. New season, new year. It is what it is. But uh, Drake London, I'm, I'm excited to see this guy play with the offense that um, Mariota's going to run. Um, Arthur Smith is going to do a good job of putting uh, his plan together to make sure that this team is ready. And just be prepared for that, folks, because, you know, we're going to move the ball down the field. And fans are gonna look at this offense and look at this team and say, "Wow, this is this is what Arthur Smith is doing." Yeah, you know, we 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 have a plan, and we have to just trust the process. 
and uh, just believe of what they're going to do to get the job done. But yeah, uh, round one, the number eighth pick, Drake London from USC, physical wide receiver, big body, um, used to play basketball too as well. So the positioning is one thing that's going to be good, especially when it comes down to the red zone, boxing out cornerbacks, uh, getting in front of them, that old Jimmy Graham style, Antonio Gates style, Tony Gonzalez style of playing uh, when you get down to the red zone because you have that that length, you have that that size and ability to uh, pretty much manhandle the the cornerback, which we, we will be doing this season. So uh, look for Drake London to uh, make some things happen. And of course, people are starting to com- compare him to like Mike Evans, that like that type of that type of ring. So that's pretty cool, you know, because um, Mike Evans is a good receiver. We got to really face the facts here. But yeah, Drake London, uh, round one, pick eight from USC. A very good pick. I like it. I think the Falcons did a, a very good job selecting this wide receiver. And we move and we get ready for the NFL season with our franchise wide receiver, Drake London. Uh, going into the second round, the Atlanta Falcons went ahead and selected, and I might get his name wrong, I'm sorry, but it's Arnold Ibikiti um, from the University of Penn State. And just looking at the film, people. I mean, come on. Everybody said it. This is a grade A tier one pass rusher. And this is a guy that goes after it. Um, he has the size. He has the strength. Um, he definitely has the knowledge of of, of, of being a, a solid pass rusher. Um, and we're going to see a lot of him this field this year uh, with the Falcons. Sorry about that. Uh, we're going to see a lot of him this year. And I'm excited to see him play. Um, I saw when they traded up, I kind of figured they were going to go pass rusher because they went wide receiver uh, in the first round. So I knew that pass rush was definitely coming off the board um, on day two. But yeah, he's 6'2", 250. They have him here listed on uh, NFL.com, 6'2", 250. Uh, he's a monster. He's a monster. And I, I, I can't wait to see this guy get, her, get after it and go uh, sack these quarterbacks in the NFL and, uh, you know, Turned that defense around. Um, he was the first defensive player selected in this draft. So, of course, I mean, first defensive player selected for the Falcons in this draft uh, in round two. So, he, I guess you can say that he is uh, the start of the rebuild, if you want to say, um, which is a good look. So, you build it around the edge rusher. That's pretty nice. But the Falcons wasn't done there. And uh, we'll get to that shortly. But uh, some of the strengths that they say here. Uh, for Dr. Arnold, as he says, he's a, he's a doctor of the pass rush. So that's good. Let's get after it. Um, good discipline and recognition reading mesh points uh, cons- uh, consistently beat the backside cutoff um, versus Iowa. Of course, they went to that game. That was a big game that he had. Um, they're actually showing the game right here where I'm looking at on uh, one of the networks here at Penn State um, versus Iowa. So that was crazy. Uh, snakes into gaps and disrupt zone plays, which is good. Because um, sometimes if you can't get to the quarterback and that, you know, halfback draw or, you know, that counter stretches to the outside, guess what? You're going to meet it with Dr. Arnold. So that's really good. Of course, if he has to get to the quarterback and get after it, um, he's going to be beating these tackles left and right um, and, and, and getting to the quarterback. So that's what we want. Uh, brings all he has into his initial his initial punch off the snap you hear that folks brings all he has into his initial punch off the snap which means he's going a hundred percent he has a high motor every time they snap that ball he is going after it 
ladies and gentlemen. So be prepared to see Dr. Arnold uh, Ibikiti on the field. I'm sorry if I said his name wrong. I, you shouldn't go back and listen to the draft show the other night. I, I said I wasn't going to say his last name until I can fully pronounce it right. But um, yeah, that's what it is. You know, Dr. Arnold, he's uh, ready to go for the Atlanta Falcons. And it's good to have a ex rusher uh, really early in this draft. Um, also, what they said, skilled rusher with active, accurate hands. Um, he was also, saw a video, he was working with Chuck Smith. So that's good. You know what I'm saying? Because um, Chuck Smith is a great. And, you know, he had he has some really good skill moves to get to the quarterback. So shout out to Chuck Smith. Shout out to um, Dr. Arnold for uh, being drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. As we keep it moving, the Falcons then continued with their defense. They wanted to load up and get some people for DMPs, and uh, they did. And they went ahead and got uh, Troy Anderson from Montana State. And people probably looking at Troy Anderson saying, who is this guy? Never heard of him. Well, you will hear about him this season. Uh, he's a big physical linebacker. He gets after it. He's also a utility player, too. He played multiple positions in college um, where he was very good at, too, as well. Um, 6'3", 243. Um, a monster once again, the Falcons going after a linebacker after they just went ahead and got uh, a edge rusher. Um, round two was 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 really nice to see that two defensive players went off the board for the Atlanta Falcons. But this guy Troy Anderson, um, we'll talk about it more this week on the on the live show. Four four two in the forty. You feel me? Four four two in the forty, and this is a linebacker. He also played. Uh, quarterback, and I believe he also played a little bit of safety or running back too as well. Um, and that's the utility you need, man. You need a guy who can who can step up. And if he wants to play multiple positions, and and you know Pease or or Smith has a plan for him, then let's get him in there. Um, like I said, he has a high motor, and of course, some of his strengths that they have right here is all gas, no brakes. Once he triggers downhill, um, I'm looking at his forty right now. As I clicked over to check some more footage of Troy Anderson, his combine was 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 pretty good. Um, they're showing him right now as a quarterback. Uh, what I mean, come on, y'all! 2018 first team all time Big Sky selection at quarterback. You know, and they're showing him right now. He's slinging the ball down the field. Great quarterback right here from Montana State. But now he's coming to the Atlanta Falcons playing linebacker. Like I said, you can play multiple positions. The utility guy, um, adequate. Adequate range and agility to mirror and chase runners. Uh, he gets after it. You know what I'm saying? He's going to lock on. He's going to lock in. And he's going to get you. Uh, energy and motor to fly around all day long. Um, and that's good for a linebacker because, you know, if other teams are stretching the field, you know, and it's third down in the series and then the next third down in the series and they're crossing the 50, you know, you don't want these guys tiring out. You want these guys to be ready to go. Of course, everybody needs a little break every now and then, but... Um, to hear that this guy has a high motor, he could fly around all day. Um, you'll definitely probably see this guy in that three-four scheme on the field a lot. Um, uses frame and length as wrap-up tackler, which is good. Um, you definitely want a linebacker who understands the position and knows how to tackle. Because making the wrong tackle in the NFL could lead to a serious injury or penalty in the NFL. So that's pretty good 
um, that you're hearing some of these strengths here um, from this linebacker, Troy Anderson from Montana State. A couple weaknesses, they say, very inconsistent, plugging his run fits, loses contained angles at outside linebacker. But you're working with one of the best with Dean Pease and this coaching staff, and they will get him right, and we will get him ready to go um, this year, you know? So, yeah, round two, pick 58, linebacker Troy Anderson. And then came the big pick, which I gave an A for, and a lot of other uh, media outlets gave an A for. Desmond Ritter from the University of Cincinnati quarterback was selected in the third round at pick 74. Come on, folks. This could be your their franchise quarterback right here. This could be the guy. Um. We knew that somewhere along this line, from this year and next year, the Falcons were going to get some more quarterback depth in the room. They had spoke about it. Terry spoke about it in the press conference, the pre-draft press conference, when he mentioned we could be adding to the quarterback room this draft. And then, of course, a couple uh, hours later or a couple days later, they do add to the quarterback room by selecting Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. And folks... I've been high on Desmond Ritter um, since he was at Cincinnati. He's a very good quarterback. You feel me? He's a he's a he's a guy who can definitely lead um, a team to victory. Um, his stats show it. His performance on the field show it. Uh, college football playoff as well. You know, we dog fans. You know what I'm saying? We we, we Georgia fans. You know, but uh, he did a really good job at Cincinnati. Um, and of course, a lot of the players that play for Cincinnati too. Um, was drafted into the NFL. I think nine players were selected from Cincinnati, of course, with Georgia having their uh, amazing draft class too as well. Um, that's nice to see what he did for the, for the, for the, for, for the football team over there in Cincinnati, um, getting them to the college football players, playoffs and doing everything he could uh, to win a national championship. And hearing what he said when he was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons that uh, they're going to get a Super Bowl out of him. Um, really, really raises the bar because it's been a while, you know, since you've heard. You heard Super Bowl around here, you know what I'm saying? And that's good. That's, that, that, that gives me a little bit more energy to know that this player, um, if he's given the opportunity to get into the game, which I'm sure he will, um, could lead the way. And that's not a, a diss to Marcus Mariota. I think Marcus Mariota could possibly lead the way if this scheme and this coaching uh, does a great job this season. I think anything's possible in the NFL. But to hear Desmond Ritter say that, you know, they're going to get a Super Bowl out of me um, and he could be possibly the franchise quarterback here for the Atlanta Falcons is a really good feeling. Um, and I just want to say shout out to Desmond Ritter. Uh, won't go over too much about it because it's only a 30 minute show. Uh here on the podcast. So the podcast, just want to let y'all know, will be 30-minute shows. Um, of course, you can find it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, uh, Podcasters, Stitcher, like all those sites. But the podcast will only be 30 minutes. And then the live shows that we'll be doing every week uh, will be about 30 minutes too as well. And we'll be going over a lot, uh, of course, with our Atlanta Falcons. Um, round three, they went back to the grind and they went ahead and selected D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky 
And I like this pick because I was telling my friend that I think the Atlanta Falcons will most likely uh, select two edge rushers this draft. I have a, I had a funny feeling that they were going to select two edge rushers uh, due to the fact that looking at the depth chart, um, they need more bodies in here. You feel me? And they need some people who can get after it. But this player right here, D'Angelo Malone, um, he's amazing playing in the conference that he was playing in and, of course, in college football. But when you go to some of the schools that are not like your top tier one schools, your big name schools, you know, sometimes you get overlooked. But I don't think D'Angelo uh, Malone was overlooked because the Falcons selected him, you know. And he's an amazing player. He went to Western Kentucky. I think he was Conference USA Player of the Year twice. Uh, we'll go over that more this week on the uh, live show. But he led Western Kentucky in, in, in sacks. He's the all-time sack leader at Western Kentucky. Do, do y'all hear that? He's the all-time sack leader? Like, can you name and, and, and the all-time sack leader for the Falcons? You know what I'm saying? And the, Can you just name anybody who's gotten the job done in the past few years getting to the quarterback for the Falcons? You know, it's been a while to have somebody who can get in here and uh, get some pressure to the QB. And now we got two guys with Dr. Arnold and we got D'Angelo Malone as well. So let's give a shout out to these guys that they're going to come in here and get the job done. They're working with Dean Pease. They're working with one of the greatest defensive coordinators in NFL history. And I'm, I'm telling you, Dean Pease is going to get these guys right. We know what the 3-4 is going to do. We don't know if Grady is going to be there. We hope Grady is going to be there. Because building around Grady in this new defense, this rebuild, you want to have some, you know, some 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 veterans there who's been on the team for a while. And the scheme didn't really work too well with Grady last year, but seeing how the piece has been put around him with Troy Anderson now at middle linebacker, the Rashad Evans, the the, the offseason free agent they brought in, Lorenzo Carter, and now Dr. Arnold over here, and of course D'Angelo Malone over there. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy with this re rebuild of the defense. So I hope that they do keep Grady Jarrett around for a while. But yes, the Atlanta Falcons selected uh in round three, pick 82, D'Angelo Malone. And I think that's an amazing pick um for the Atlanta Falcons. Overall, just to let y'all know from y'all hearing these picks right now, I gave the Falcons a, a B plus um on the grade. Uh Everybody else gave them A's. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a couple of players. I think at the last two players with the Georgia players, I'm a big Georgia fan too as well, but I thought they were going to go a different direction um, with their last two picks, but they ended up selecting uh, two Georgia players. But yeah, the Atlanta Falcons then went ahead into round five, pick 151. Um, and this was the day three picks. These were the ones that took forever. And five-hour show... If you can sit through it on YouTube, go ahead. I appreciate it. But yeah, the five-hour uh, show that we had was amazing. Um, it's it's crazy when you have to talk about the Atlanta Falcons for five hours. But yes, um, round five, pick 151, running back Tyler Algier uh, from the University of BYU. And this kid is a stud. He's a gem. You understand? You got to keep this kid around. He could be your future running back. Um, I know it's five running backs on the roster right now. But looking at how the Falcons drafted this guy in the fifth round and seeing his stats and his production in college, uh, it definitely looks like um, somebody might be on the move up out of here in the running back room to make room for this guy because 
I think if you give him the ball, he he, he just has the vision to find the end zone. Uh, sixteen hundred rushing yards, um, from from last year in college. Twenty three rushing touchdowns, fifty broken tackles, two a thousand yard seasons. He also played linebacker too as well, um, before switching back to running back and then just going crazy playing running back at BYU. And that's not a big BYU is an okay school, you know what I'm saying? It's not the biggest school like Clemson or Alabama or Georgia, um, some of those schools. But BYU is a, a decent school, and for the Falcons to go ahead and draft. Tyler Algier um in round five with their you know first pick in round five. That was that was that was pretty cool to see. Cause uh my friends were saying, let's get a running back in here. Let's let's get a little spark in the backfield. And uh sure enough, they went ahead and um selected a running back. Also to talk about the grade that I just mentioned with the Atlanta Falcons, the B plus. I, I gave the grade before the you know the full media gave their grade of uh the falcons but a lot of people said a some said b i know pff had the falcons at an a uh cbs media had the falcons at an a too as well i believe i just want to go ahead and get that out there i believe i saw that i know pff said that uh the falcons got an a grade so that's really cool to see um but yeah round six pick 190 they went guard you know and they went guard from georgia justin schaefer big physical guy uh, he can get around. He can he 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 can get to it. You know he's gonna be the one in the trenches, uh, protecting Mariota or protecting uh, Ritter, Desmond Ritter, when he gets his chance. But let's give a shout out to Justin Schaefer, national champion, national champion. I'm sorry from the University of Georgia, um, and now uh, a member of the Atlanta Falcons. So they pick up a guy in their backyard. He gets to stay home, and uh, you know play with the Atlanta Falcons, which is which is really cool. But yeah, he's a big, physical, nasty guy, uh, pushes people around. Um, big body in the trenches is what you need to be physical down there. So that's really cool to see uh, Justin Schaefer selected by the Atlanta Falcons. Georgia guy, too, as well. So go dogs. Um, and of course, the last pick in the sixth round, the Falcons selected tight end John Fitzpatrick, 6'7 uh, tight end. So we added another tight end to the... Uh, Pretty much the TE room. I think I think this is this is looking nice right now. When you look at the uh, size and 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 just how dynamic this offense could be. Six seven tight end John Fitzpatrick comes in. I don't know how they're going to use him. Um, six six Kyle Pitts. Six five Drake London. Six six four six five Auden Tate. You know six two six three Patterson. You got some big bodies out there, and you got your Zacchaeus, your Frank Darby, your Damian Bird, your Hodge that can get in between the gaps, in between the zones cut up the field when uh, defense is least expected. And, of course, you have your power backs uh, with uh, Mike Davis. We don't know the situation with him, but right now you have your Mike Davis, you have your uh, Quadri Allison, your Damian Williams, and you have your um, Tyler Algier, who's going to be um, assisting in the running back room. So the Falcons overall came away with a nice draft. Um, I really enjoyed the draft. It was nice to do the draft show, to have everybody on, to talk about the Falcons, because, you know, we love talking about our Atlanta Falcons. So um, it was an amazing time, amazing time. And we're going to be glad uh, to, to probably do it again, you know, maybe next year. We're talking about going to Kansas City for the draft, but uh, who knows? But when you see the YouTube page and you see how we was on there for three hours in 10 minutes on the first day, three hours and 50 minutes on the second day, and then five hours on the third day really shows how um, committed we are to speak about the Atlanta Falcons here on One Time for the Fan. So uh, a lot was been going on 
with one time for the fan. Uh, try to post as much as I can to let you guys know. But we've been talking to a lot of fans. We've been talking to a lot of people by getting them on the show this season. And uh, we've been getting some good reviews, some good feedback. And it uh, looks like we're going to be having a, a pretty strong season three of One Time for the Fan. And I will be posting more. But just to give you some updated information on One Time for the Fan, uh, we'll be doing the podcast every week. I believe that's going to be every Sunday is the podcast. And then the live show will be uh, every Tuesday or Wednesday. Haven't made a decision yet to where I want to put it. I think we're going to do Wednesdays um, for the One Time for the Fan live show. Also, we have the One Time for the Fan schedule release uh, party as well. Well, not really a party, but a virtual party because, you know, we're going to be on uh, StreamYard and YouTube. So tune into that. That will be posted on our One Time for the Fan Facebook page, Twitter, social media, everywhere. You can find One Time for the Fan. Um, We'll have the info posted on there for you all. So that's just to let you know what's going on with One Time for the Fan. So much in store. Shout out to... Once again, everybody who showed up and showed support for um, the, the draft show that we had the other night, it was an amazing show. Got some great feedback from some Falcon fans um, from, from, from all over. So thank you all for that. Uh, this show right here, we're going to wrap it up now. Once again, one time for the fan on Facebook. One time, the number four, the fan on Twitter. Uh, if you want to email me, one time at for the fan.net. Also, one time for the fan at Gmail, if you want to go ahead and use that one as well. And uh, if you want to talk about the Falcons anytime you want to, let me know. Hit the podcast up, send a message, send an email, hit me on Twitter, Facebook, and we can set it up. Because anybody who's out here talking about the Falcons, we want to talk to you. You know, that's why this show is called One Time for the Fan. We want to get all the fans we can at the Atlanta Falcons in the uh, podcast or a live show, however it is. So we can find out your views and your opinions of the Falcons. Because, you know, we always love talking about football. And down here in the South, man, we always love talking about our Falcons. So shout out to everybody once again who's going to be viewing the show this week. Shout out to everybody who's been listening to the podcast and supporting One Time for the Fan um, for for quite some time now. Let's continue doing it. And I wish y'all the best. Y'all stay blessed. And, of course, you know how we do it here on One Time for the Fan. We have our great signature that we always say. One time for everybody who's been supporting one time for the fan. One time for the Atlanta Falcons 2022 draft class. One time for that Super Bowl trophy that we're going for this season. One time to 43,000. One time for Boo Man Shouted. One time for Dez Dollars. I am your host, Jack Spade. One time for the fan. Yeah, you already know what it is. Yes, sir. Mm. 
Yo. Welcome back to another episode of One Time for the Fan. I am your host. Oh, why they got Q up here? Let me change this. Jack Spade. Dang, you changed your name, dog. Oh, they are yeah. tripping. They are tripping tonight. <laughs> he is your Q-O. host, Q-O. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Jack Spade, with the uh, greatest co-host in the world, Bodie 3000. Yo, Bodie, what's up, man? I can't call it, man. It's another day and being a Falcon fan, man. It's a, it's a good day. It's another day being a Falcon fan. Oh, I another see what's going day. on here. I see what's going on here. Every yeah, time man. I change it from the video, <laughs> it keeps adding the name. So, all right, we're just going to keep it as that. I ain't going to trip. We'll post it up there shortly. But, yeah, man, you good? I'm good, dog, man. Bless. <laughs> Bless. Bless. Yep. Um, a lot's been going on since we last talked on Wednesday. Whole lot, whole lot. and we're definitely going to get to that uh, tonight on One Time for the Fan. Um, let's just say we got some exclusives. Got some exclusive content. Like how you said, exclusive content. Um, Boston and Golden State's about to tip off. Yeah. What you thinking about over there with Boston and Golden State? I know. We're gonna talk about the Falcons shortly. CeeLo Green singing the national anthem. Uh shout out to CeeLo, man. Oh, yeah. Repping the A. Um Boston came away with a comeback win the other night. That was crazy. They took it. That was great. yeah. Uh who you got winning this series? I know Dez said Golden State in six. So um who you got winning this series, man? I think it's gonna go the the whole stretch. I think it's gonna go seven, but I think it'll be Golden State in seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm thinking Golden State too. I mean, tough loss game one, but uh, they're gonna bounce back tonight. Definitely get yeah, a they, win. They, they they dropped the bag. They fumbled it bad. They fumbled it bad. Uh, pretty bad. Um, now if they lose tonight, it's a big time fumble. <laughs> hey, they lose tonight. It's it's, hey. it's tough. I'll change my pick. It it's tough. Change. Yeah, yeah. It's y'all tough. Talk about me all y'all want. Yeah. <laughs> um, going back to Boston, down two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you said game seven, so it might even have to stretch it out this season with the Golden no, State Boston, Warriors. Boston, then they won more home games than away. I mean, away games. They won more away games than home games. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. um, they probably end up losing. Yeah. yeah. Um. OTAs was Friday. Mm-hmm. As we get ready to start talking about some Atlanta Falcons football. Mm. Something that we always like to talk about here on One Time for the Fan. And of course, if you're tuning in and you like to talk about the Falcons, then welcome to One Time for the Fan because uh-huh. that's what we do here on the show. Uh, how did you subscribe. enjoy the subscribe, OTAs? Y'all. I just want to say real quick, yeah, subscribe to the page, man. Oh, yeah, subscribe to the page, doing? definitely. Definitely. One mm. time for the fan on YouTube. One time for the fan on Twitter. One time for the fan on Facebook. Um, get them subscribers up. Come on, y'all subscribe to the page. Yeah, but man, buddy, man. Stuff. Friday OTAs. It it felt like a little bit like 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 game day experience, man. Had my outfit ready the night before. Oh man, woke up and had a couple drinks. Like the first day of school, look at like the first day of school. It was crazy, man. Mm. Um, how did you enjoy? Uh, OTAs at the Benz on Friday. I'm be I'm gonna be real with you. I know you know I caught myself a little diehard, but that was my first experience like that. 
when mm-hmm. it came to the team, you know. I ain't I, I'm from Columbus, Georgia. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I've been up here maybe like what five, six years now, something like that. So like I haven't been able to experience it. I've been to a game here and there. So but the OTA experience and then actually the players talking to the players, man, that that that's different. It's just mm-hmm. different. And it felt it, it felt good. I like did it get you more like uh, excited for the season, seeing how it's like the open practice is kind of like the welcome back for some of the fans because it yeah. wasn't a packed stadium. So no. um, having that close, special type of access to see these new players and see you know the the returning players um, was actually pretty cool to see. But uh, did, did, you, did you are you more excited for the season now after seeing just? I know it's practice, yeah. But are you more excited for the season now? Like, can you wait for the fall? Like, are you ready for the fall to start tomorrow? Or, Bro, I'm or ready for all these questions to be answered. I'm just ready to see some good football. I'm ready to see these players grow together. I'm ready to just I'm ready to see my team play, man. It's my team, man. It's you know, get no better than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Falcons had a nice little OTAs on Friday, and uh we're gonna discuss that here on one time for the fans. So uh just a couple things of what you notice about the stadium, the vibe. Um Give me your thoughts on what Man. you saw um, in turn the stadium. I know you, you know, you came, you showed up like around what one, one, one fifteen or so. About one, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No, I had to run from a day job and <laughs> run down there. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, practice hadn't started yet, so what did you see when you got to the stadium? Did you get the vibe of like you know? I know it was a small event, but you know, yeah. people wearing their Falcon uniforms. And you had the cheerleaders out there and all the, you know, all the entertainment they're trying to provide. What did you see? I got the vibe of it was a semi game day vibe. I, all the fans I saw, a lot of them were informative. They were telling us about, you know, they were breaking down the team with us. You know, when we were talking, me and you, we were talking to folks, and they was breaking down the team. And they get they, they, these are the real, these are fan fans mm-hmm. like that was there, and it was good sharing that with them. And we, you know, going back, feeding back about the team, it was the, the atmosphere was it was good because it was a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. Just, just seeing, you know, it wasn't nothing big. We ain't nobody hitting nothing, nothing. It ain't a game, but it was straight. Like, like the, I like it. I like the, I like the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Uh, shout out to my homeboy Coy. Uh, when we pulled up to the bands, he was over there waiting for me, so I got a chance to hang with him. Uh, Dez was down there. I don't know if Dez is gonna be in the stream tonight, but Dez was there with me. Mm-hmm. Um, pulled up to the bands. You know, it's kind of quiet. You know, it looked like nothing was getting ready to happen. I mean, I didn't see too many people. <laughs> See, um, yeah, that you would know because you be there. You yeah, be, I was there you, early, you so there. I didn't see too many people. I I, yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Um, and then my friend Coy telling me that it might not even be a full practice day. It might be something, um, you know, pretty light today. We're just showing off the jerseys and so forth. But I didn't kind of expect that. I was hoping for more of you know some type of OTA type of vibe. I know that the train. I know the pads wasn't on yet, so yeah. I was expecting some type of practice type of vibe. Um, and we got that. Mm-hmm. Um. And we're definitely going to talk about it. Shout out to Chase in the chat. Chase is here. Uh, hit that like button. Hit that share button. Yeah, Everybody who's viewing Chase. on YouTube, um, Facebook, Twitter, wherever it is, you're going to be viewing these uh, one time for the fan videos. But, um, yeah, it was a great experience to see, uh, you know, some of the fans down there. Ran into a lot of Falcon fans um, that I knew from previous seasons and met some new Falcon fans, too, as well, that we talked to about the podcast and um about some other things about the Falcons relate, related content. Right. Um, soon as I enter the stadium, we're walking down the hallway, coming by gate one. Mm-hmm. 
first person I meet from the Falcons organization, Terry Fontenot. Good old Terry. Me and Des walking down the hallway, going right past where the Falcons' locker room was. Mm-hmm. Terry Fontenot comes right out the hallway, coming come like he's coming off the field. Mm. So, we, of course, we meet up, same time, you know. I did have a couple of drinks earlier. <laughs> I truly like game day. Because um, yeah. anytime the Falcons do anything, it's like that vibe. Whenever I can go out there and put on my Falcons, you know, clothes and hat and everything, and go out yeah. there and celebrate the Falcons. Yeah. I truly like game day. But talk to Terry. Mm-hmm. Terry's excited. Um, I've I've been a Falcon fan a long time. And I can say that I have never uh, met Thomas Dimitrov. Mm. Never. Um, and he's been here for a while, too, as well. So it's kind of weird how I've met Terry about two or three times now. Um, and he's, as you can see from the Falcons event Friday, he's a man for the fans. Bro, I was going to say the same thing. Because, like, Terry be out here. Mm-hmm. Like, he be out there. Like, he was out there. He was engaging. He was talking. Like you said, he speak to, he spoke to you and everything. Mm-hmm. Terry seemed different. I don't know Dimitrov. I don't want to speak on him. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Terry seems like he's a fan for the people. Uh, it, it felt like I can talk I can talk football with anybody from the Falcons organization all day. And we, we, we felt those vibes when we spoke to some of the people. We spoke to yeah. Dave Archer. Yeah. We spoke to Terry. We mm-hmm. spoke to Quadri Allison. We spoke to Dean Pease. We spoke to who else? I mean, my Burning. Seth Vernon, mm-hmm. the punter. Yeah. Um, remember I was joking with him. I said, uh, can you punt end zone for end zone? He was like, with the, the wind is blowing that day. I said, well, we in the bins and the roof might be closed. So, <laughs> you know, fans yeah. caught a little laugh with that one. Um, yeah. who else did we talked to? Uh, uh, we talked a little bit to, um, uh, Evans. Rashard. Uh, Rashard Evans. Rashard. Um, what, what's the wide receiver name? Uh, Oz. <laughs> oh yeah. We talked to Oz. The uh, Duane. What's the the linebacker's name? The one uh, that came Dang. from Cal. The rookie. Dang. Dang. We talked to yep. him. Um. All this on video, y'all. Too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna upload this to the uh, YouTube page. I can't play all the videos tonight. But we yeah. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> up in here tonight. Yes, uh, recapping sir. the Falcons OTAs. Um, yeah. Let's go already to the beginning. What did you notice on the field? Like, what did you, what was the vibe like? I mean, you saw the running backs over here. You saw the mm-hmm. linemen over here. Mm-hmm. You saw the quarterback group over here, which was only two quarterbacks. It was only yeah. Ritter and Mariota um, working with the wide receivers. Yeah. Um, but what was the vibe like for you when you saw the field? What, what was going on in your mind? Man, I mean, everybody was upbeat, you know. Everybody all from all the players, it looked like they were just they were happy to be there. They were looking working hard. And uh shoot, they was they was amped, like almost like it was a game. Like they was out there amp looking, they was jumping around, they was they was happy, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, all of them got they, they had black helmets. I I think I don't know if you pointed that out or what somebody I think it was uh Dez who pointed it out. It's like, yeah, everybody got them black helmets. Ain't no logos on them things yet because they mm-hmm. ain't ready. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just noticed that. I didn't even realize that. But, yeah, it, it, it felt good. It felt good. The music, the vibe, mm-hmm. Um, they tried to get Falcon fans in that spirit. Then they, they went did. seven on seven. Mm-hmm. Then they went 
kind of 11 on 11 with just like uh basic drills lineman yeah, drills, like hand drills right hand drills small things that they didn't want to uh ritter rolling out the pocket on play action type things basic stuff but not throwing the ball just showing how the players ran yeah um, they ran real light but you know they, they did a couple things they ran some plays oh they oh they ran some plays they ran some plays oh they, they ran, ran some plays, plays. Hey, not plays. the plays that you might not see in the regular season. I mean, because most NFL teams have similar style playbooks. So you might yeah. see a trips right, yeah. three wide receiver set. You might see the same single back twin set. Mm-hmm. You might see that. You know what I'm saying? So it happens. But the Falcons came out there pretty light at OTAs. But some of the stuff that we saw made you think, if they could execute this on the mm-hmm. field, starting in the season, uh, when the season starts, Mm-hmm. Oh, we're looking at a whole new Falcons offense. Oh, yeah. And defense. Um, I think the offense, even though it was OTAs, the plays that they were running, soft plays, basic plays, pillow plays, mm-hmm. they had some chemistry <laughs> going on out there. Yeah. Uh, I seen the mesh plays where they're doing the pick routes. One play they had Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Brian Edwards spread out to the right. Yep. Other side, it would have been Cordero Patterson, but on that time it was probably Tyler Jerry. Um, but the play that they ran opened up separation for Drake London and Pitts. I know it's just basic drills. Yeah, but I'm just thinking of what they can do to most defenses that's not prepared mm-hmm. for what they can do. So, what's your thoughts on some of the things that you saw from the Falcons? Uh, at a Falcons OTA on Friday because they did run some, some, some pretty decent normal plays. Now I looked at I looked at what they ran and uh we're gonna uh I'll say look out for Bird Demir Bird. Mm-hmm. I think they like him, and they really gonna use him out there mm-hmm. to open up them big them big bodies out there and have a little scat dude just running out there. Mm-hmm. They they gonna open it up for him. Uh, he got he caught a couple passes and um no. Fast dude. I think one play he even showed off his speed. He, they was I was like, oof. But uh yeah, I mean, you know, they gave us a little sprinkle. You know, they ain't gonna of course they ain't gonna put it all out there, but yeah, a little sprinkle. Now I'm with that. That it was oof. It made me excited. The possibilities, the it's just endless. I mean, last season a lot of the problems that we had was separation with the wide receivers, yeah, getting off the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah. Ben, not press these boys. That's all it's, it's, it's very difficult to press these yeah. receivers, even looking at some of the sets that they were running Please. out there. Yeah. Um, they're gonna open up some separation be- between somebody, somebody's gonna be open. I guarantee you, Arthur Smith. Yeah, um, and every play is not gonna be great. You understand? Yeah. I'm not gonna sit out here and just say, Oh my god, we're just gonna score 100 points. No, no, every play is <laughs> not gonna be gr- great. But the plays that we need to execute or the plays that we needed to execute last season that we couldn't, yeah. this year we can open up those opportunities with a mobile quarterback, yeah. um, a quarterback and with some wide receivers who can stretch the field. Drake London was looking like exactly what mm. Carlo Jimenez said to us when we spoke to Carlo from Pac-12 Network a couple weeks ago. It says he got out there on Friday and he just looks like a franchise wide receiver. And then you put him in the group when – Tate came on the field. So now you mm-hmm. got 6'5", Drake London. Remember, Tate came over to the bench over there by us. We was joking with him. Yeah. And then uh, he gets off the bike, goes onto the field. He's 6'4". Yeah. And then you had uh, Kyle Pitts come over there, 6'5", 6'6". 
Like you mm -hmm. actually seen it on the field when they ran some of those plays and they were running about 65, 70%. It wasn't giving it their yeah. all. It's just yeah, soft. That's yeah. a basic day. But yeah. when you seen those plays, some of those mesh plays and some of those uh, check downs, some of the things yeah. that they were doing, yeah. um, it looked like a brand new Falcons team. And I'm excited uh, to see what the Falcons can bring. Bodie. I was just saying, yeah, it's different. It's different. Like it's, we, we don't know what they expect. And we, we expect good, you know, as Falcons fans, we expect good things. Uh, it's just the possibilities are endless. Mm -hmm. We don't know who gonna, anybody can step up. We got a lot of people hungry to just prove themselves as players. Like, mm -hmm. It just is really a good, it's, it's just going to be a surprise. It's going to be some players that just step up and just going to, you'll be like, man, he came out of nowhere. And yeah. he's, it, it, Ooh, so excited. speaking about that, I mean, you said players going to be able to step up. Yeah. Um, we saw the same dynamic play that keeps getting shared around social media with Brian Edwards. Mm -hmm. He was right there on that sideline um, close to where we were. Um, it looked like a 25, close to 30-yard pass, yeah. back shoulder throw. Um, yeah. Brian Edwards turned around, um, caught it, grabbed it. Fans were excited about it. Um, but he came over from Oakland. I spoke to a lot of Oakland fans, and they're – very upset that Brian Edwards is gone and he's coming over to the Falcons and uh he could be could be mm -hmm. I didn't say he will be he could be being nice. the Falcons number two wide receiver mm -hmm. um seeing how you're looking at the wide receiver group you want to be physical same Quinn motto but with a different regime the physical, fast, the fast physical, yeah, all that stuff. You can get that with Drake London. You know Drake London is your one. Word. You got to get the number two. And when you looked at the wide receiver group when we was out there, I think we counted, what, 12 or 13 receivers. Yes. We counted eight running backs. And Patterson mm. wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. But we counted about seven, eight running backs. Yeah. So whatever is going on in Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot's head, they definitely have something planned. Mm -hmm. That we don't know yet, Falcons fans, but when September the 11th comes, we play the Saints and we beat the Saints, then Falcon fans will, you know, hopefully be a little bit excited week one of the season. But Brian Edwards, I think, could be the wide receiver, too, um, here for the Falcons. His speed, um, his play, his route running ability, um, he's what, 6'3", 6'2", 6'3", um, six three, so he's another big physical wide receiver that can definitely uh help out with some separation. But don't forget, the Falcons gonna be running a lot of three, four wide receiver sets. Yes. So it's not like Brian Edwards is like your big number wide receiver too, because anybody can fill that role. But when yeah. it comes to the depth chart, we're not gonna break down the depth chart yet. But when they do drop the fifty three, I think Brian mm -hmm. Edwards is possibly year two. Mm -hmm. Um, three, four, five, Zacchaeus, Allison. We saw Damon. We saw Bird. Mm -hmm. Um. They have some opportunities to. I don't know who's going to fill that three, four, five role. Frank Darby, we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, but I think Brian Edwards possibly has a shot to be wide receiver too. Bodie, your thoughts on Brian Edwards? Well, uh, you know, when uh, we wanted to take was when we made that trade like three weeks ago, wasn't that? Mm -hmm. I instantly said he was wide receiver too because of the talent level. Mm -hmm. Um. He's supposed to be a first round draft pick that year. I think an injury stopped him or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he slipped to the second, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he had the talent. Him and Debo played on the same uh team together. Uh mm -hmm. to my Debo Samuel. 
and uh, Debo went out first, and then he went the next season. And they was dynamic. But it ain't Debo with all the records at South Carolina. It's mm-hmm. this guy, Brian Edwards. Yeah. This guy is the most prolific South Carolina Gamecock wide receiver in history. This guy. So you know the talent's there. Some high expectations for him this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 you don't know how excited I was that Terry – and we was there. Terry was like, yeah, we're going to keep scouring rosters. Mm-hmm. He scoured their roster, and he said, okay, look, Edwards look a little out of place. He probably gave him a call. He was like, yo, what y'all, what's up with Edwards? Mm-hmm. And then they was like, man, you know, we got some pieces. Sure, give us a fifth. Mm-hmm. He said, bet. That's a steal. Easy steal. Easy. Oof. Man, you Terry. You improved your wide receiver group. He got an eye for talent. You improved your wide receiver group from last season. But even speaking on Terry, which we'll talk about him a little bit later, um, from, the, from the moment I met him when he came to the stadium, I noticed that he was all about business yeah. um, and all about improving this roster and getting better. Um, mm-hmm. He's flipped the cap. He's flipped it on this. He's sent us into more of a better position, even next year when we have 130-something million dollars to spend. Oh. Right I now we have – we next year's one time for the fans show is a whole lot different than this season. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that. Everybody who's going to be tuning in, everybody who's going to be watching this, um, oh, man. wherever you're going to be we'll watching, like a free like agency special, year. I know, and it's going to be great. I, I'd love to do a free agency special because we know, Terry, like you just said, he's going to look to improve the roster. Best player available doesn't just sit with the draft. Yeah. It could mean free agency. Yeah. It can mean a certain position in free agency. Yeah. He's also said that he wants to crease in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And we've seen what Terry's done. When he scouted Oakland's roster to find Brian Edwards, yeah. most Falcon fans didn't know about Brian Edwards. But Raiders fans did. AFC, AFC, the AFC knew about Brian Edwards. I knew Georgia players knew about Brian <laughs> Edwards. <laughs> SEC college football it. fans knew about Brian Edwards. Mm-hmm. So here's an opportunity for Brian to win that number two job. Almost but, like another draft pick. Brian Edwards is almost like a draft pick. Technically, he is. Um, he's only 23. And don't forget about Cameron Batson, too. Te- when If he's healthy, like you said last week, he is the fastest receiver on the team. Yes. He ran a 4-3-2. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty fast for a wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the injury kind of slowed him down a little bit. But if he has the opportunity to step up and make this roster, who knows what the Falcons are going to do, if it's going to be five wide receivers, if it's going to be six wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know yet, but Brian Edwards, it's a very big chance that Brian Edwards can uh, win the number two job. Yeah, Something else that we saw at OTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, Felipe Franks. <laughs> yeah. When you notice the Falcons – at OTAs, you notice that there's only two quarterbacks. It was Ritter and it was Mariota. Um, Franks was with the tight end group. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the ultimate change for Felipe Franks because he knows the situation going on with quarterback. Um, it did say that he's somebody who could be used you know, like a Taysom Hill, I guess. You yeah. know what I mean? So he has say, those type of ability, those type say, of traits. They said they were going to let him try different positions, not just yeah. tight end. Yep. Um, 
when that 53 comes out, we're going to find out. <laughs> because looking at the tight end group, I mean, Frisker, Kyle Pitts, John Fitzpatrick, we saw him. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's it says 6'7", but he looks like he's about 6'11". Looks dude. like he's about 7'3". Little big dude. Uh yeah. Um, he was on the bike. He was riding the bike right in front of us, and I was saying, "No way, the Falcons are going to get down to the red zone and just keep this guy on the bench." Yeah, you have to bring this guy in. He's a sleeper. Oh yeah, and I did my research. He's he is the best run blocker at tight end. Mm. He is the best that we have. He's better than Pitts. We know Pitts isn't the best run blocker, but he mm-hmm. he's capable. He's better than Frisker. He's the best. He's the best run blocker. So he's mm-hmm. going to be on the field mm-hmm. this season. Um, of course, with him being on the field, I hope he's able to help the Falcons' offense move the chains, stretch the ball down the field, and of course get into the red zone and score some points. Um, because oh, yeah. that's definitely big for what the Falcons need to be doing this season. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things. What else did you see on the field with the Falcons' wide receiver group? Any other player that stood out? Anybody who you saw and said, man, this guy's definitely going to have a good season. We saw Damian Williams. We saw Tyler Ajiri. Mm-hmm. Um, What other looks, whatever, whatever, what other things that you saw at the MBS uh, on Friday? Intrigued. Most intrigued by the running backs. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing which one of them guys going to step up. I mean, you know, we know what we got in Damian Williams. You know, we know he's solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'll make the roster. Um, Tyler. We got the most, he's the most upside. Uh, he's going to, you know, I'm hoping he come out and be RB1 or whatnot. I know we got Cordero. And whatnot. Patterson, yeah. Hopefully uh, Tyler just takes a, takes a hold of that RB1 and he'd be that back we hand it off to. I know we're going to have a committee, but I hope he is that guy. I'm just really intrigued by these running backs. Quadri, you know, Quadri, he's got a chance, you know. I know he was drafted by the uh, old regime, but like he said in the interview, uh, when you uh, asked him some questions, that you know everybody gets a chance. So I hope he shows out this year. It's just I'm intrigued. One of these guys needs to step up mm-hmm. and get a ball to him, and we can rely on them. It's so a big opportunity I'm... for a lot of players to step up this season. Oh yeah, oh um, all over the team, but especially running backs because this this starts with running game. Mm-hmm. If the running game is solid, those receivers going to eat. Mm-hmm. They're going to eat. So when you speak about the running game being solid, we haven't even broke down the position groups yet because we're waiting for that final fifty-three, yeah, um, to be released. So we can definitely break down the the groups and see what's going on there. Um, you have a player like Cordell Patterson in your running back room, who's going to be your flex. He's going to be all over the field. Mm-hmm. It's going to be everywhere. Then you're going to have your true running back behind you. It could be Damian Williams. Could be your Tyler Algieri. Mm-hmm. Why the switch from Avery Williams to running back? We don't know. Uh, of course, he'll probably be the special teams guy at kick return and punt return. Yeah. Um. So that's easy to fill him on the depth chart. Yeah. But there's going to be another running back who's going to get the opportunity. Tyler Algieri. Mm-hmm. He looks like the type of running back who just – wakes up and just eats touchdowns. <laughs> You've seen that in college. You've seen that every time he pretty much got the ball. It was very difficult to bring him down. Of course, he went to BYU. wasn't the biggest school out there in college football. Yeah. But what he did for BYU 
was impressive. And yeah. what he can do for the Falcons um, is something that I'm going to be uh, watching this season. So got some high hopes for Tyler Algieri this season. Yeah, very um, productive college running back. Mm-hmm. Very. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so talking to Terry, right, I let him know that uh, we trust what he's doing this season. We trust what he's been doing since he got here. Um, and pretty much we're ready to start winning some games and flip this team around. Um, yeah. Terry's the type of person. Go you, ahead. Also, you also let him know that you could join the team and play. At, and so, play in. <laughs> so that time right there, that, that was the second time. That, <laughs> it's on the YouTube page. I posted the video on the YouTube page. Yeah. It's very difficult with the audio in the background because the stadium, what the stadium I thought it was going to do was just put one speaker and then have Terry just talk so that way the whole room can hear and not yeah. the entire stadium. That chunk was bouncing off the stadium, and then yeah, it had bad. the other guy on the field. It was it was all over the place. So, you know, next time I hope the stadium does it differently. But when I talked to him in the hallway, I let him know about, you know, us being big-time Falcon fans. And, you know, we know what you're doing with the team is, is pretty much – a good job right now. I mean, he's what he's done. I mean, the Matt Ryan situation, uh, flipping the cap, Grady Jarrett. Um, I didn't get, you know, deep down into players and contracts and all that stuff. I just let him know as a fan that he's just doing a great job. Um, of course, speaking to me as well, I let him know, uh, the the games that we go to and, you know, how much we're big fans and so forth. Mm -hmm. So it was cool to speak to Terry right there in that situation. And we talked for about a good two or three minutes walking down that hallway. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then inside the Mercedes Benz club, Mm-hmm. Uh, he had an interview with Dave Archer mm-hmm. where Dave was talking about some of the uh, things to expect for the upcoming season. And he, Terry spoke about a hostile environment for the yep. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, he wants the fans to get riled up this season. He wants the fans to be entertained and excited about this new brand of football that they're putting out there. Um, rather than looking at just the one-year deals and players coming in here trying to get a contract, and some some fans will say the rejects. You know, I don't. These play these are not these players are not rejects. You understand? Yeah. They play in the NFL for a reason. There's an opportunity for them to uh, make the Falcon squad going forward in the future. Some of yeah. these deals are because of the cap room for next year. Uh, we know that people are going to get some good contracts, and we're going to see some future Falcons here, but. Terry spoke about the hostile environment. He spoke about the uh, best player available when he spoke about the trenches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm guessing the Falcons will be signing some type of veteran offensive lineman, some type of veteran defensive pass rusher yeah. to improve this team. Hell, might get you might get two players. You got okay. 13 million. You can spend a little. You can spend a little check. You ain't yeah. broke. And you don't have to pay nobody. You don't have to pay nobody coming up. I mean, AJ Terrell thinks going to be your next biggest situation. I don't know if you're going to restructure Dion or whatever. Um, Rishi Grant might get a contract if he balls out this season. I mean, we want a safety franchise for the future. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the things that you heard Terry say, what do, what do you think Terry is trying to show the fans um, this season, Bodie? I think Terry just trying to uh, assure the fans that especially him he's doing everything in his power to build a contender not just mm-hmm. rebuild not just no he is building a contender right now from face value like he just he's 
He's trying to do that. He's trying to get us um, where we where where we need to be. I mean, mm-hmm. basically, um, trying to get us excited and trying to you know have us looking forward to things. And um, you know, you just gotta you know as fans, you know, we we, we want we like that reassurance, man. You, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to keep bringing speaking on old regimes. Good, bring it up. Bring it up. Now we got time. We got time. This. This is. This is what th- this platform is for. But get it out. Old regimes mm-hmm. that we had. You know, it just didn't. You didn't. I didn't feel that reassurance. I mean, you know. I mean, I. You know, he had. Dimitrov had his style or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily agree with it. I don't even think it was like best player available because the way he drafted and all that stuff, he mm-hmm. brought in like college, you know, college captains and you know just different. He just he drafted leaders, I guess leaders on their football team. They might mm-hmm. not necessarily been the best players, but they were like leaders. And then <laughs> you know <laughs> that was the thing that was ter- Dimitrov's thing. He was most of those leaders are gone, man. Yeah, all those leaders gone because they, gone. Grady's still things. there. Jake is still there. <laughs> he um, had a couple. You, you can't keep missing. So he, yeah, he, he, but he he had, he had a couple. But all those leaders are gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just I'm just I just feel I feel a dedication. I feel the GM got something to prove, at least to us. You know, I mean, he his his resume is, you know, we know what he did. We know what solid. He did. Solid resume. Mm-hmm. Hey, coach, he just got something to prove, and we know he's in it for for it, for like everything. He's in it for football. Like I keep saying it. That's one thing about Arthur's uh our coach is that he's just um he's in it for the game mm-hmm. because he could easily went to uh work at FedEx in the front office. <laughs> yeah, um easily, easily. <laughs> Easily, but uh, coach is prepared to get this season underway, and let's not get too hype over some of the videos that we see because we want to see them on the field coming up in the fall. Yeah, it's all about what happens week one against the Saints, mm. and uh, we can't wait for that to happen because it's an opportunity for Falcon fans to really see. This new regime mm. of the Atlanta Falcons. And uh it was actually pretty cool that the stadium that the Falcons did this event. Falcons can host this event five, six days of the week. I've tried to make it at least three or four days. That was pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. It was um cool. what the Falcons did. Yeah. Uh so before we get to the Coach P's video and the quadri video, mm. a tweet came across my Twitter feed. Okay. The other day, uh, shout out to Trey Daniel. Oh, that's your sister. Oh, that's what's up. Hello, what's sis. Up? Hey, there you go, Bodie. Um, Falcons Prime Year on Twitter had posted something, yeah. Um, he posted the best player, kind of like a you know, like a poll type of question. He mm-hmm. posted best player, he posted worst player, yeah. He posted slept on. Mm-hmm. Posted breakout player and most excited to watch player. And okay. what he had was, and shout out to Prime Year on Twitter. That's where I found it from. Okay. Best player he has AJ Terrell. Right? For the Falcons. 
Yeah. Worst yeah. player he had. Um, and for me, I'm not going to say the worst player. I'm just going to say player that needs to improve. I hope we don't get no worse players out here. We need players <laughs> that's ready to compete, yeah. ready to win some damn games out here. Um, yeah, I go talk about worst player. I ain't in the NFL, so yeah. I yeah, if you ain't in the NFL to be the worst player, I hope yeah. not. Oh, um, but yeah, you know, everybody's gonna throw out names of who could be the worst player. I'm just gonna say player that needs to improve. Yeah, uh, but the worst starter he has is Jalen Mayfield, and we spoke to Mayfield. We did. Um, was that a tough question? I asked Mayfield. I kind of let him know that uh no, last season was him. pretty rough. <laughs> you bet you let him know, he know exactly what you were talking about when you said, you know, it's a rookie, you, you're tough. Yeah, idea. you're a rookie. When you said that. Yeah. He knew what the hell you talking about. I mean, I wasn't. I'm definitely not trying to be rude in any way. Yeah, I ain't trying to be rude, but, but I mean, I, let's be real. He had a rough year. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna see him and say you were great, dog. You were excellent because you mm-hmm. were not, sir. But you, we know you got the talent to be. And talked about he didn't competition to start last year anyway. So yeah. yeah, but now he's expected to start. Oh yeah. So unless the Falcons bring in somebody in the trenches. <laughs> um, which we can do a free agency show coming up Wednesday if you want to talk about some free agents. But Eric Flowers is a guy, JC Trotter is mm-hmm. a guy that Falcon Nate Falcons keep throwing out. Yeah. Um, we need somebody in those trenches. Because yeah, looking at the starting defenses that we're playing up against, I mean, there's some tough defenses we're gonna go up against. Um, Cam Jordan week one. Mm-hmm. So nice. what's his name? Caleb McGarry. Guess his work cut out for him. Yeah. Anybody who wants to double team, you talk to Caleb Gary too as well. Um, Thor, I guess he's 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 getting the Thor look now. Got him, man, Thor. That was. Uh, But yeah, he put uh, worst player Jalen Mayfield slept on Chris Lindstrom, breakout Mm. Makai Walker, most excited to watch Kyle Pitts. Mm. Right. So we'll do mine real quick. Go ahead. Best player, I'm gonna say yes, AJ Terrell. Player that needs to improve, I'm going to say Marlon Davidson. Oh, oh, uh, Marlon Davidson. I like where you went there, Marlon Davidson. If you notice on some of the uh, videos that we saw. Shout out to Pound for Pound ATL too as well. I met him at the stadium. He posted mm-hmm. some video content on his Twitter. Um, yep. Martin Davidson was on a lot of plays out there the other day. What looks like looks to be some of the starting front. Um, Grady was there. Debo mm-hmm. was not there. Patterson was not there. But I seen Marlon Davidson. So player that needs to improve this season, if he's going to be a part of this 53, is Marlon Davidson. Because if he's coming off the edge, to fill Kaminsky's spot, unless they go get a veteran edge rusher, mm-hmm. a Houston or a Flowers or somebody to help the team out. Yeah. It's going to be a, a rough season for Marlon Davidson. He might not get that contract extension next season, so he might be out the door too. Um, yep. Slept on. Slept on because we got the rookies in here this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go with Tyler Algieri. There you go. When it comes to slept on. Okay. Because nobody is really giving Tyler Algier the props that he need that he's supposed to get. He was a, a very good running back coming out of college. Everybody's so stuck on uh 
what's the running back from uh that came out from was it Iowa or something? Uh oh, you talking about you talking about the one from this past draft? Like this, this past draft? yeah, this past draft. Uh, you talking about uh, who's the uh, who was the running back that went to the Bills or he went to the Jets or somebody? Um, oh, you talking about Brees Hall? Brees right? Hall. Everybody's so stuck on Brees Hall. To, and everybody uh, Arizona State, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Yeah, everybody's so stuck on some of those um running backs before Tyler Algieri. But look at the numbers. Look at what Tyler Algieri has done. Yeah. He's done a great job. Um, so I expect Tyler Algieri to be the player that everybody's going to be slept, sleeping on this season. And uh, he's gonna have a break. He's gonna have a nice season. Breakout, breakout. Mm. Drake London. Okay. Like Most it. excited to watch this season. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say the whole entire Falcons defense. Okay. I'm just gonna say the whole entire Falcons defense. Okay. That's what I'm most excited to watch this season to see what Dean Pease can do. Um. With this, this new core, if you want to say Troy Anderson, Dr. Arnold, D'Angelo Malone, yeah, um, Nick Kowatsky, mm-hmm. Richie Grant, Jalen yep. Hawkins, you know, Dean Marlowe, whatever, Casey Hayward, however you want to call it. I'm excited to see the Falcons defense. So, Bodie, the question is to you <laughs> best player on the Falcons? It's AJ Terrell, man. It's, it's AJ Terrell. I mean, we, we know that it's without a shadow of a doubt. AJ Terrell. Uh, I don't player need that needs to that improve. One. Player that needs to improve. I'm gonna go with Caleb McGarry. Mm. We need him. We need him. He's, he was a first round draft pick. He is talented. We traded up we, to get this guy. We traded up to get this guy, and we know that he can. He, we know he got the talent. He just got to put it together. That's it. Mm-hmm. So. Caleb. Caleb McGarry, player that yep. needs to improve. Uh yep. player that people's gonna be sleeping on this season. Oh man, man. So you I was gonna surprise you with one too. <laughs> Jalen Hawkins. Jalen Hawkins. Very important. Very important player. I know everybody's looking at Richie Grant. Yeah, Richie Richie, because he, you know, but Jalen Hawkins is very important mm-hmm. to the defense. He's young, just like Richie. He got talent too. And I really – he's going to be sleep slept on. People, mm-hmm. Hopefully he can come out and break out. I know we got a breakout uh, tab too, but hopefully he coming. They're going to sleep on him, and I think he's going to do great things. Okay. So getting to like we, what, you, what you just said, the breakout. Who's your breakout, breakout. player? Breakout player? Hmm. I'm going to say Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards, man. Actually, it's a tie. I, I can't I can't not say both of these guys. Brian Edwards and Lorenzo Carter. Okay. You well, spoke about this guy ever tried. since he came over here to the Falcons, man. Oh, You've been, man. been talking about Carter, man. Not What's just up? because he a dog, because he just he got it. And he showed it at the end of the season last year. What he okay. can do. So uh Brian, because he got it too. The talent's there. Mm-hmm. He just need an opportunity and you know. He, he was more opportunistic than here. Mm-hmm. So, but both of those is my breakouts. Some good picks right there. Oh, yeah. Some good names you dropping right here. Oh, yeah. Um, and I guess most excited to watch. I just said the whole Falcons defense. I'm <laughs> looking at the rebuild. Most excited to watch for you this season. 
Man, I want to, I want to say, I want to say two different players. Obviously, Drake London, but that's too obvious. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say Troy Anderson. Mm. I feel like the Falcons got got so much planned for him, and I will, I hope he steps up and be that next great middle linebacker for the league because he mm-hmm. has the physicals. He has the physicals to do it. He got the speed. He got the everything, the size. He got the athletic ability. He is that guy. And we he was a second-round pick coming from a small school. You know how many eyes are on him? Not just like, for the Falcons, but for the league. For the said. league. Yeah. That's pretty big. Like it, I'm excited. Talking Brian Erlacher big. Uh, yes. I am excited to see this guy play. Sean I Merriman. And not wait to see him get out there. We're talking Luke Keekley. Keekley. Thomas Davis. Yes. Sean yeah. Merriman. Junior Seau. Yeah. yeah. We're talking that. The list goes on when the, oh, the name of Troy Anderson is brought up. Shoot. Hearing what Mel Kuyper Jr. said after the Raven. Falcons drafted him. Once Raven. again, I was shocked. I said, Troy Anderson? Okay. But then I... <laughs> Saw the report, saw yeah. the videos. That's a some some some. That's a, <laughs> that's a good that's football a player right there. I tell the you right power. there. Uh, yeah. I'm glad to have him on the Falcons. I tell you that. Oh yeah. Um, good thing he's not on the other uh, division rival um, <laughs> teams: Saints, Bucks, Carolina. Yes, um, did you hear about Carolina? No. So what? they don't have a practice facility. What? Why not? They don't. I guess they don't have the money to. Purchase the land or something for the practice facility. They should have sold something's going on over there. (laughs) Um, I'm waiting for the team to be sold. They need to sell the team, period. (laughs) They Uh, need to sold. How about that? (laughs) We're gonna enjoy going up there for that Falcons Carolina game Thursday night. Just follow Uh, the franchise. Yeah, it's about that time. They ain't doing nothing to it. (laughs) Uh Coach P's, right? Mm -hmm. So Coach Pease, uh, it was interesting to see Coach walk over and, and speak to us Man. at the Benz because Coach was walking around, enjoying family time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, fans and everybody's trying to get autographs. And yeah. uh, we're still sitting out there on the side. So, you know, I yell over, Coach Pease. Mm-hmm. Coach Pease gives a wave. What's going on, y'all? How everybody doing? Then he walks over. Like he walks over, over to, yeah. to straight line to you. Straight line to where we're sitting, where yeah. we're standing at. Yeah. Uh and then I started thinking about them drinks I had in the morning. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. let me get it right so I can get these yeah, questions. Let me right. get oh, right. So Coach B he walks that. over, and I'm ex- I'm expecting I don't, I'm not here to sign autographs and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I've been a Falcon fan a long time. You know, I, I I'm glad Coach Pease is here. Dang. I'm glad Smith is here. I'm glad everybody's trying, trying to help this team win. But for one time for the fan, for I just tried to get into my podcast mode quickly, you know, because Coach Pease came walking over. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm proud of you. You snapped up. Right? You, you got right. I did a little something. Did a little something, yeah, right. you know. <laughs> it's just the beginning. But uh, I was excited to just get some bit of knowledge from Coach Pease. Like you said mm-hmm. on the video, he's a legend. He is a great yes. defensive coach. He's coached. Absolutely, some of the greatest defensive players mm. in the history of the NFL. I was just and humbled he, to be in his presence. 
That's the first time you've seen DMPs that close? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I was just humbled it even be right there. And then for you to ask the questions and you to pick his brain on some pivotal stuff, you probably been wondering for years or whatever about Coach P. He's like, yeah, it was crazy. He turned Baltimore's defense around. Turned Tennessee's defense around. Mm-hmm. Now he has the opportunity to come in here to Atlanta. Um, last season, of course, you know what? 18 sacks yeah. wasn't the best. Um, he had to deal with he had to deal with uh, the previous regime, most of the previous regime's players, mm-hmm. and and just bring in a little bit. But this is this year he's got a hold on the defense. He really got had a hold on it. So plus the salary cap kicked our ass too. Yeah. Um. True. So that was tough. Shout out to Jabri Harper. In the Shout show. out to Jabri. What's going on? Um. We over here talking about the Falcons, man. We having a good time talking about OTAs. Jabri, he hit Rise me up. up. He was like, I didn't even know the Falcons had practice. <laughs> I would have had an extra ticket for you too, Jabri. You should have let me know. Oh. Um, could have came to the bins. But uh, yeah, Coach Pease. To pick his brain, to find out just a little bit of information. Mm-hmm. I can talk to Coach P. Like I said before, I can talk to any member of the Falcons organization. I can talk football with them all day. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. I'm sure you could too, Bodie. Just hearing Coach P's talk. Yeah. Hearing Dave Archer talk, and we talked to Dave Archer mm-hmm. in the Mercedes-Benz Club. We talked to Dave Archer, and I said, Dave, oh, that's a, almost made that layup. Over here, got the Boston Golden State game on right here, right here yeah. next to me. Um, <laughs> we talked to Dave Archer, too, as well, before we talk about DMPs again. Uh, we asked Dave, just a quick question. Hey, Dave, um, you know, Vegas got us, you know, winning four games this season, you know. And, of course, Dave responded. In the positive light that Dave always responds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was telling the truth. Vegas wants you to take the bid. Yeah. They want you to bet. Mm-hmm. They want you to spend money. Yeah. They want you to believe in what the numbers are, what Vegas says. Yeah. They want people like us to be like, ah, four wins. They want you to take that over. They want you to put the money in that over. Dave speaks just like us, speaks just like one of the guests we're going to have on the show next week, Eric Parker. You got to look at everything going forward in the new season. Mm-hmm. Stop looking on paper. Everybody's individual, their mind state, everybody's different from last season. Yeah. We don't know who is going to be the big team to come away with the Super Bowl victory next year. We don't know what's going to be the team to go on the hot streak and then miss the playoffs. We don't know who's <laughs> going to start off 0-4 and then and end up making the playoffs. We don't know. Yep. What we do know is the Falcons have improved in a lot of areas, and Dave Archer said that. You can clearly see the Falcons have improved, mm-hmm. and there's going to be some high expectations this season. Bodie, on what Dave Archer said mm-hmm. about not believing what Vegas talking about, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, Vegas wants people to believe, hey, Falcons only winning four games this year. Yeah. What What is your thoughts on that? The whole point of that is um, they saw that uh, the greatest quarterback in uh, franchise history is gone. Mm-hmm. And there's no clear replacement off the top. So Vegas is like, huh, okay, four wins. You know, they're just like, okay, man, they're not going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. They had Matt. We'll, we'll schedule them, put them for six or seven wins or whatever. But we don't have Matt. So they they aren't looking at as deep as we are as fans. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, well, they don't have their franchise quarterback anymore. Four wins. And that's, you know, that's just them being generous. Bet the house. Bet the house on four wins. Sell know. the cat. Please. Yeah. Pawn, pawn the jury. You know. Pawn the jury. <laughs> yeah. Put it all in there. Put the but, Bentley uh, on offer up. <laughs> put the Bentley on offer up. <laughs> Come Shout out to Jabri in the chat, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to see the grind in this team, even if we only win four games, even though I expect us to win at least seven games up to 10 wins. I told Dave the same thing. I see 10 wins, Dave. He agreed. Yeah. I mean, I got to get Dave Archer on the show. Oh, man. You do that. I got to get Dave Archer on the show, man. Dave Archer is one of the – um. I can I, I swear, man, I can talk Falcons football with a lot of these people from the Falcons organization, from the media to the players to the coaches. I can just sit there and just talk Falcons football. But, Bodie, Dean Pease. Dr. Jabri said, I need to see some fight in this team. We all need to see some fight in this team, Jabri. Damn right. Damn skipping. Um, Dean Pease came over, spoke to us. See if we can get this on here. Good old Dean Pease. Roll that beautiful bean footage. See if we get Dean Pease in here. <laughs> get the video. <laughs> A legend. I'm just excited. How you doing? Coach Now seeing this Falcons young defense. Jones, I understand the situation with Grady Casey AJ Terrell, Richie Grant. What are So when I when I asked him the question, I didn't want to throw Deion Jones like under the bus. Yeah. That's why I said Deion Jones, I understand his situation. Because of the shoulder injury, he wasn't at 100%. So Deion, is, don't forget, Dean Pease is a, is a, is a serious coach. And yeah. he always tries to find one or two players that he can build and become like the, the you know, the support of this defense. See, see, Deion was, yeah, it's, it's a lot going on with Deion. I think it's deeper than what's implied on the surface with Deion. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Foyer came in and made Dion bumped him down. Mm-hmm. I think it was deeper than that. Uh, I think it's a whole different thing, but I don't tell him. He might get traded. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But We'll find out what they do with Dion. We're going to find out soon because it's June now. Um, So I think it's what, 98 days till kickoff? Yep. So we're going to find out soon. But here it is, me, Bodie, talking to Dean Pease here on the side. How you doing, sir? Um, you had an opportunity to coach every... Terrell Sucks, Now seeing this Falcons young defense. I Jones, I understand the situation with him. Grady Joe, Casey Hayward, AJ Terrell, Richie Grant. What are their expectations for the for this season? I remember you said a lot about Richie Grant stepping up this season. Any other players that you need to know about? Yeah. And, and we just, the biggest thing is going to change the culture and get used to winning and playing the team. That's what we're not, not worrying about anything other than winning. <laughs> difference in the culture. Good players. Yeah. Everybody's got good players. The difference is the teams that win expect to win. Yes, sir. I see last season there was a couple times when Grady would be right there close to the quarterback or means will almost get there. Sometimes you might be in the edge and somebody might get there. But this season I think you're gonna really bring out the full playbook. Well, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna we are. We're running everything but the other part of it is, is 
that we had so many plays last year that we had opportunities to make plays and we didn't make them. Yes, we missed some sacks. Yes, we missed some a lot of wire, you know, we had guys three in a blitz and didn't make the play. Yes, you can't do that and win. That's true. So but part of that is once you've done it, now when you do it the second time it's different. So I I got a good feeling about this team. We saw what you did in Tennessee, we saw what you did in Baltimore, we know what you can do for this five. So we'll get there. Trust that get we'll get there. Yes sir. Yes sir. Me you guys. Good old Coach Peace. Yeah, he almost broke my knuckles with that damn fist. <laughs> I saw too. that fist bump too. It's like he's like, bow. I'm like, yeah, Coach. Hey. Yeah. So look at what Coach P said. Right, there was uh -huh. a lot of situations last season where you had free blitzers. You had literally, you're right there to make the play. Tell me about it. And you missed the play. Oh a missed opportunity. God. Leads to a positive gain for the other team. Grinds my gears. And hearing DP so say that, I know he's probably in his. You got to think of what he's thinking about. He's coaching his defense. He wants to see this team get better. And he's yeah. telling me what happened last season of missed opportunities. So now Dean Pease has to go back and look at his, you know, his notes and say, "How can I get these Falcons to finish finish those opportunities finish. that they had last season mm -hmm. on this defense?" Hearing from Dean Pease. Hearing what he said about, I have a lot of faith in this team. That is coming from a legendary Hall of Fame coach. Mm -hmm. Bodie, when you heard Dean P speak, what was your thoughts? As what, what is going through your head about this defense, about what he's trying to do? What is going through your head at this time? Such a great defensive mind, you know, like, I know he got the players that he could he know he could put in positions to win and even modeled off of his old defenses. Um like he just he has a plan, you know, because he, he had all year to run the team. He saw what we had mm -hmm. last year when he first came in. He added a couple pieces when he came in, but uh this year he had a, his hold on this defense. And they helped them out. They got them some players. They made sure they got Dean P some players at this draft. Mm -hmm. um, I just – I feel like he has a plan for these players. I feel like he he's just a visionary because, like I said, he's a legend. He's a, he's just he, – he has a plan for well everybody he's got. And um, he well said, said, like you said, real strongly, he had a great – he had a good feeling about this team. Mm-hmm. Because he had the talent, he had the talent, and he knows he knows how to put people in positions to make winning plays, and and you know what other strong voice to listen to than a legend of his stature? Like he's going to, you know, you know when he says you got to finish, y'all got to finish. We had three people right there with a sack, and then everybody missed, and then it's mm -hmm. positive. Yeah, he's going to put these people in positions to win. Like he's going, he's going to make it happen. I. Man, I just every I'm defensive excited. player that was drafted for the Falcons. Um, something okay, computer okay, never mind. Every defensive player that was drafted for the Falcons, mm -hmm. they spoke to Dean Pease. Yeah, Dean Pease definitely mentioned D'Angelo Malone. Yeah, he definitely mentioned Troy Anderson. Mm -hmm. You can go back to the Richie Grant pick. I see what Dean Pease is setting up here. Mm -hmm. I like what Dean Pease is setting up here. And I hope 
that this is not a one or two year stink with Dean Pease. Yeah. I hope the Falcons look at Dean Pease and say, hey, man, this guy has a really good connection with not only the fans yeah. on a you know, level of knowing football and knowing yeah. how great this coach is. If Dean P says he wants to coach till he's 79 or 85 years old, you need to sign him until he's 85 years old. You damn skip. And you need to keep play. him here as long as possible. He's you gonna get a super play. bowl out of that defense. You damn straight. I, I love it. I love and it. His son's on the coaching staff too, as well. Oh, that I didn't know. I should his know. His son's that. on the coaching staff too, as well, which That's is big. big. That's big because all the, the knowledge he getting from his father and is passing down to him, and he can he gonna end up being just as great as his father too with that knowledge. So just as great as as his father too. So yeah. one more time, let's just hear this. Dean Pease, real quick. Let's just hear this. So real quick, really. Now seeing the Falcons young people. I mean, Deion Jones, I understand the situation with him. Brady Jarrett, Casey Hayward, AJ Terrell, Richie Grant. What are their expectations for the forward this season? I remember you said a lot about Richie Grant stepping up this season. Any other players that you need to know about? Yeah. And, and we just, the biggest thing is they'll change the culture and get used to winning and playing with them. That's what we're not, not worrying about anything other than just winning. That's the difference in the culture. Good players. Yeah. Everybody's got good players. Says the teams will win, expect to win. Yes, sir. I see last season a couple times when Grady be right there close to the quarterback, or means will almost get there. Sometimes you might be in the edge and somebody might get there. But this season, I think you're going to really bring out the full playbook. Well, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna we win. are. We're, we're running everything. But the other part of it is is that we had so many plays last year that we had opportunities to make plays and we didn't make them. Yes, sir. We missed some sacks. Yes, we missed some. We had opportunities to make plays and we didn't make them. Uh-huh. We missed some sacks. Hell, we only got 18. Missed a lot of sacks. You know what I counted, honestly? Dinners. If you want to go back and count them, hmm. close to 30, 35 sacks the Falcons could have had last season. Yeah. Missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. And well, another thing that stood out is him saying he wanted to change the culture. The culture. And you mentioned winning. Yes. Hear what he said? And the culture around the world, you know. It's just, it's, yeah, it's one way. He's trying to change. He's trying to change the culture. Yeah. Big deal. And, of course, this video is courtesy of Bodie, one time for the fan. Yeah, I'm the cameraman, yeah. Bodie was there with me on the sideline. <laughs> We're over here talking to Dean Pease Friday at the MBS. He only came over and spoke to us, man. He went yeah. over there and signed a couple autographs, he a but couple he came over and actually but... stopped and talked. Yeah. There wasn't the nobody checking for Dean Pease, but, you know, one time for the fan got y'all back. <laughs> One time for the fan looking out for y'all. Let's hear the rest of this. We got y'all back. We getting exclusive. Exclusive. We ain't done yet. Let's hear the rest of this. Hit that like button. Hit that share button. One time for the fan. YouTube. Facebook. Say it again, Bodie. I would say, well, the podcast, you know, got these exclusives. And we over here talking to Dean Pease, man. We over here talking to Dean Pease. And this is the audio. I posted a video on the Facebook page with no audio. Fans were like, I got to hear it. All right. I said, come pull up Sunday. I'll play it for you. So now it's here on the podcast. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on Facebook. This is courtesy of One Time for the Fan. This is my. This is Bodie's iPhone. Wilson <laughs> didn't make the play. That's you can't do that and win. That's true. So you can't do that and win. Mm. Come on, Falcon fans, listen to Dean Pease. But part of that is once you've done it, 
Now when you do it the second time, it's different. So I, I got a good feeling about this team. We saw what you mm. I can mm. stop it right there. Put his hands on this team this offseason. They got him some. They we got, got a good feeling players. about this team. I got a good feeling about this team. This is coming from a Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator. I guarantee you he said that when he was in Baltimore going to win that Super Bowl. I guarantee I got you a good he said feeling that. about this team. Yes. I guarantee you he said that. Oh my God. So That's DMPs. Guess what? We ain't done yet. Mm. Shout out to uh, Quadri Allison. Quadri's a real one. This is what Quadri had to say. You shot the Drake London on the cameo. Yeah. He ran Drake. Drake. Shot the Drake on the cameo, man. Fans were having a great time, man. It was only like 5,000 fans in there. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm over here sweating off them drinks. <laughs> Quadri Allison, man. He could have a big season this year. Yeah. Listen Ooh, to what Quadri got to say. I ask him what is the most one of one is what is one of the most fascinating things about this new regime? I think Art does a really good job, man. Really just getting the best out of out of everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, he emphasizes like, he emphasizes, you know, you don't you don't really it don't matter where you come from, what school you went to, where you drafted. Yeah. Everybody here got a fair chance. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's the great thing about really the NFL. Mm -hmm. Not everybody went to the Power Five school. Not yeah. everybody was drafted. Yeah. So you know, he really emphasized on that. He get the best. So next question. PlayStation. Matthew, man. Good man. PlayStation. A lot of people don't ask them questions like that. They just want to know about football. You got to. Calvin really be online. I got Calvin really be online playing Warzone. What you talking about? You know, Calvin really was there. You know, he was <laughs> Probably there, was. Right? He was. Wasn't he in the hoodie? He was I old. seen him. I seen somebody over there. That was Calvin, dog. Holding a broom. Yeah. My <laughs> see somebody over there. Uh, shout out to everybody, man. We don't know what's going to happen with him. We even talked yeah, about him yet. Yeah, that man some buffers. He, he he driving the Zamboni around. Is that what it's called, Zamboni? That's what it is. <laughs> um, here in Quadri, Coach Coach Smith, competition. Yeah. It's fair. They definitely they brought in some comp for him. They they treat so, you with respect. Yeah, respect. They I know he's happy to be brought back on that deal. Yeah, because he was on the um, he was on the previous. He's a Quinn regime. guy. He's a Quinn guy. Yeah. Him, uh, yeah, a couple guys brought back Zacchaeus. Previous regime proved himself. You want to see Quadri at least have a decent season if he's on the fifty-three. We don't yeah. know what they're going to do with the thirteen running backs and the fifty-seven running backs, <laughs> or the thirteen wide receivers and the fifty-seven running backs. We don't know. But Quadri, just real quick, I mean, let me just let me just play this one more time. Let me just play this one more time. This is courtesy of one time for the fan. This is Bodie's iPhone, Android, but you know, Android. Yeah, I know, man. Calm man. down. It's better. Tough. The camera's better. It's better days ahead, man. Ah. Better days ahead. What would you say is one of the most fascinating things about this new team? I think Art does a really good job, man. 
really just getting the best out of out of everybody. Yeah. Um, getting the best out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Shot the quadri. You know, he emphasizes. Like, he emphasizes. You know, it don't. You don't really. You don't matter where you come from, what school you went to, where you drafted. Yeah. Everybody here got a fair chance. Everybody here got a fair chance. Mm. Thank you, Quadri. That's how you know the best player is gonna get on the field. Every single position. Shout out to Jabri in the chat. Team Android all day. It's tough for y'all. Thank you. Jeez. Thank you, dog. It is tough that, for y'all. Tell that man. Look at him. Tell the man. iPhone. Y'all look like in a in a secret club. Like y'all, y'all are like, tripping. Y'all y'all drugged up or something. iPhone. <laughs> I know most people in here got iPhones. Quad squad. We can do so much with Androids. So much. Quad squad. Come home. Um, we're Come already home. over the hour mark. We had a couple more things to talk about. We'll push that to Wednesday show. Okay. We're going to talk about what Bill Barnwell said on Wednesday show about the Falcons <laughs> not having a good offseason. Bill yeah. Barnwell. Who oh, are man. you, man? I don't want to hear that. Um, Bill who? He's going to be in the who. And we're going to have a who section on this show. You know, we say <laughs> who all the time. Who? Who? Uh, out of here. Hopefully we won't say too many more who's, man. The last who was John Kaminsky. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a tight game here going into the half, 48-48. We're about okay. to go ahead and wrap this show up. Uh, Bodie, before we go Hello. ahead and uh, wrap this show up here, um, any shout-outs for you, sir? Shout-out to shout out to the Falcons. GM, shout out the head coach, shout out to Coach Pease for being a real one and just coming to talk to us, holler at us a little bit, man. That was everything that made my Saturday. Uh, hearing hearing from him and exclusive, he didn't come over here and say, "Yeah, we're gonna do our best and see you later." You know, he didn't walk off. You know, he no, he, he press conference that thing, man. He 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 laid it out and he was patient. Shout out to uh, man. Shout out to all y'all. Shout out to everybody watching. Shout out to everybody who ain't watching. And y'all going to be watching in the future. Shout out to folks who are going to watch it after we post it. Shout out to Falcons Nation. Shout out to everybody, man. All love. Uh, Falcons, as it gets closer to the day mm. for kickoff, mm. we're going to be bringing as much falcons content as we can every wednesday every sunday at eight o'clock mm-hmm. uh shout outs for me shout out to pound for pound atl i met pound for pound atl at the, the bands shout out to the mercedes-benz stadium for putting on this wonderful event for the falcons shout out to the falcons heard because we hope that they can go ahead and get some things together this season so we can go ahead and win some games and shock the world. If we don't get to the Super Bowl, hell, make the playoffs. Give us some type of energy going into next season with $130 million. Yeah. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? We want some yeah. players to look at the Falcons and say, oh, they won how many games last season? Oh, they made it to the NFC Championship? Oh, they got $130 million? <laughs> Falcons signed Derrick Henry. <laughs> hey, one more shout out, though. Shout out to your internet for holding up this week. 
Ah, no, that was the actual. It was a. It was a power. I had to grab the whole mic for that one. That was, <laughs> shout out to your. Shout out to your storm team. <laughs> we made it, Storm Tracker. Storm Tracker. Yeah, Hell, man, that shit was crazy last week. I'm just talking. Next thing you know, bloop, everything yeah. just cuts cuts off. Yeah, on me and Boo Man in here, we like. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> next time that happens, just say one time for the fan. We'll see y'all hey, later. Just hit the <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I'm 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 having a great time doing this podcast, yeah. buddy. I really appreciate everything you've Too much done, fun, man. Uh, to help Too out much. one time for the fan. Uh, Wednesday show will be back eight o'clock next week, Sunday. Upcoming events. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. next week, Sunday. Got that boy Eric Parker. He's going to be here to talk to some Falcons football winners. Eric is a very big Falcons fan. Uh, a lot of people know him because of his his memes. You know, he makes a lot of these uh, jokes on the Saints, the Panthers. Um, he's gone viral a few times. Um, but Eric is a die-hard Atlanta Falcon fan. Mm. Die hard. Got some questions for Eric. We're gonna chop it up with him. He's a die hard Atlanta Falcon fan. He's gonna make you believe that the season, like next week's show on Sunday, he's gonna make you want to go put your outfit out on, on Sunday night and get ready for Monday morning, thinking that the Falcons play Monday. Mm. He's one of them fans. Mm. He ain't one of them fans talking about some we finna lose and all these games and only win three games either. Oh no, he finna lay on the line next week. Yeah, man. Shout out to Eric Parker, man, who's going to be a part of this next week. Shout out to everybody. Uh, yeah, shout out to Jabri, like you said. Oh, yeah, he went hard for Matt Ryan when most hate it. That is true. Mm. That is true. Um, he was a big Matt Ryan supporter, too, as well, which a lot gotta of fans be. were. I mean, you gotta be, man. That's he, he on your team, man. Why, why you want to see him fail? Yeah, or if he if he do do some stupid stuff, why would you like, man, nah, you support them, you support him, yeah. I still yeah. support him. He did a lot for us. He, you know. I know. I know. It got to that point in time where, you know, it has to happen. It has to happen. Time to take him out. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> uh, Rise Up Tour. Mm-hmm. Sent me some information. Mm. Rise Up Tour group. Bus trip to Charlotte. The flyer is out. Mm-hmm. You can purchase your tickets at www.riseuptouratl.com. This is the uh, November game, Thursday night, Amazon Prime. I believe the bus leaves. The information should be on the website, but the bus leaves around like 9, 10 in the morning. Gets down to Carolina around 1 or 2. You have the tailgate with tailgate party committee, mm. Lee Thomas, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, or a couple of days ago. Can't remember, man. It's been a long time. <laughs> still on that drink. Shout out to Lee Thomas, man. Shout out to tailgate party committee, man. Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> oh, we, we still on that drink. Every episode, we still on that drink, man. Word. That's one thing about one time for the fan. People gonna like. It's like, yeah, these guys keep it real. Hey, man. You know, it's not about just yeah. clipboard and notepads, man. Yeah, All man. this stuff is right here, man. You know what I'm saying? I, All my stuff right here. I, yeah. I take little notes, but I don't. I come off. Yeah. Because I, I absorb. 
I definitely do my reviewing of the Falcons. Yeah. I spend a lot of time, not when the cameras are on, reviewing mm-hmm. the Falcons. Yeah, I read articles. Home. I read all type of stuff. And my thing is, like I said, I don't, I don't take a whole lot of notes, but my mind is a sponge. So I got it here. I've been noticing, too, as well. I mean, we're new to the YouTube game. Um, so I've been noticing too as well. You know, a lot of people do watch the video at the video is posted. So shout out to everybody who's watching the video mm-hmm. after it gets posted. Shout, shout out to everybody out, who's man. been tuning in. I guess Boo Man's still at work. Mm. 108 hours straight. Dang. Couldn't even make it to the bands on Friday. Yeah. Dan, shout out to Dan's for showing up on Friday. Yeah. But the Rise Up Tour group, www.riseuptouratl.com. It's 125 a person. And it's a bus trip to Carolina and back for the game. Um, a couple years ago, they filled up two buses, I believe. Rise Up Tour had two buses. So this year, they hope to do it bigger than that. Mm. And uh, Thursday night game, you'll be back You'll be back home around 1.30, 2 a.m. Because the game's going to end around 11, 12. So you'll be back home around 2, 3 in the morning. Um, but that's if people want to go. Plus, the next day is Veterans Day, so a lot of people are going to have the day off. They are. Um, so Sweet. that's actually that's beautiful. It's pretty good I'm as well for that. some people. That, that works out um, so good. For us, Bodie, if you want like I said, if you wanted to go, we're just gonna drive up there and yeah. then drive back quickly yeah. after the game. Absolutely. Um Charlotte's a quick trip. And then he has another trip that he's planning right now. I'll talk about it on Wednesday. He'll get those details down. It's another bus trip. Um, but yes, rise up tour group, www.riseuptouratl.com. Um the Rise Up Tour group presents the party bus on 85 North, heading to Charlotte. By that time, we'll be ready to go to the playoffs and everything. We'll have a winning record. Coming there to slap Sam Darnold. Slap um, or whoever going to be a quarterback. Whoever will be quarterback. You never know. Um, but, yeah, that's one of the upcoming events. We talked to somebody at the stadium who said the Falcons should be releasing some OTA news mm-hmm. soon. So that means that we get a chance to go see the Falcons – at training camp at Flowery Branch, um, where they put the pads on. Um, so we, if that news has dropped soon, we will be there. You know, we'll um, be in there. You know, we're gonna be in there to cover it. You know, be we're gonna there. be there. Um, not all the days, but as many days as we can, yeah. Um, to cover the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> yeah. <Not> um, <laughs> Rise Up Tour Family Fun Days coming up. I don't know what else we have to say. I think we're good for this episode of One Time for the Fans. Jerry Harper, yeah. Chase, everybody who's in the chat today, everybody who's going to be watching the video out there, shout out to y'all. Um, Bodie, Falcons look good. OTAs, I know it's just light practice, but seeing some of the players out there is something the fans should be excited about going forward. Yeah. Um, Ritter, Mariota, the only two quarterbacks there, Felipe Franks playing tight end. Seeing Avery Williams at the running with the running back group, seeing mm-hmm. Drake London running phenomenal routes, looking mm-hmm. healthy. Um, some of their sets that they ran with the trips routes and the drag routes and everything. Damian Bird, seeing him out there, Kyle Pitt, seeing him out there, yep. uh, Richie Grant, Jalen Hawkins. We'd even talk about Jalen Hawkins. I mean, I know you mentioned him, but mm-hmm. Jalen Hawkins was on a lot of the, the plays for the defense. Yeah. Um. Out there at OTAs, and he was on the like the starting group. Him and Richie was out there. Yeah. So that was big to see too. Don't Um, sleep. Don't sleep on it. Uh, Marlon Davidson, he was out there too as well. Uh, on that line too as well with a lot of plays. Looked like with the starting group as well. He got the talent to make an impact too. He got to step up. 
it has to be a big season for some of these players. Gotta but stick, um, this show is an hour, but of course we go over an hour sometimes because we like talking about the Falcons. So, Bodie, uh, anything else you got to say, brother, before we wrap this up here? Hey, man, shoot, your internet still blessed you. <laughs> got him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, look, Boo Man gets text uh, on the way home. <laughs> about, about time, boy. Dang, about time to let you out the oh, shack, boy. He hurting. Yeah. He'll come to work tomorrow. 108 <laughs> hours. Ah. Shout out to Boo Man. And he got to come over and finish the roof, too, because it rained tomorrow. Dang. <laughs> Yo, we cracking up out here. Upcoming events. Anything with the Falcons, we'll let you know. Wednesday show, we back. Anything that happens between now and Wednesday, we're going to bring it to you with the Atlanta Falcons. Hit that like button. Hit that share button. If you watch this video, tell somebody. Tag a Falcons fan. Hit that subscribe button. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that stuff. My FIFA buddies are hitting me up. It's time to go play some FIFA. Um, Bodie, Wednesday show, we're back. We got to get this Bodie's breakdown segment. Curious to know a certain player. Mm. That you're just, you know, you, you, you throw up the LeBron James powder. You just, you just out there, you celebrate. You already know that this guy's going to make a major impact yeah. for the Falcons this year. So please, yeah. Wednesday, bless us with some type of Bodie's breakdown, some type of player, what, 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 some player um, that we like to open up maybe the segment with, maybe the show. Say with. less. Say less. Warriors 52, Celtics 50. Of course, here, Bodie. I thank you, brother. Uh, anything else you got to say, bro? We out of this thing. We out this thing, man. It's, it's been a good show. Good like show. always, my internet has held up, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up with the signature. <laughs> yeah, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking right now. I'm checking out the weather right now. Um, shout out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> One time for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. One time for Coach Pease, mm. who came over and spoke to us on Friday. One time for Quadri Allison, the running back group. Mm-hmm. One time for Buster Burns, just hit me up right here in the chat. One time for Jabri. One time for all the fans. One time for all the support. Shout out. One time for Bodie 3000. Yo. One time for everybody else who's down and rocking with the one time for the fan show i am your host we'll be back on wednesday with another show jack spade your boy checking out one time for the fan <laughs>